0: I brought gifts for you guys. You brought presents.
1: Is this okay if I I put this stuff here? Oh yeah, put it right in front of you. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. What are the gifts? What are these? I brought Uh, some cookies. Dan, oh Dan, brought us cookies. Cookies? Oh nice. Where are they? What's this place called? Oh, Lynn Sandy's. You brought brought us some Lynn Sandy's. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Today's podcast is brought to you by. Did you? Oh, he got a shamrock. The drip bar. Yeah, here
3: (laughs) the drip bar. There's the.
2: I don't know if you can see those. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I might try one. So, um, Jamie, that's awesome. I'm happy you're here. Thank you. Thanks um, for having me. Our 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 past guest uh, George Uhas connected us, and um, so I, I want to give everybody a little bit of context, sure. right? So, ever since I was a kid, I always liked the underdog. I was the guy who supported the Buffalo Bills from 1994 to 1996, where they never won a Super Bowl but made it every year, and that was like a big thing for me.
1: But they beat my Dolphins every year. Yeah, but they still didn't win a Super Bowl. I know,
2: it right? Was bad. So I thought we had a chance this year, but like that's how psycho I am. I always like to listen to the people, especially now, who others say are incorrect, um, because I think I think most I think a lot of people, especially Americans and Pennsylvanians, don't have enough time to pay attention to a lot of stuff that may affect them. They got their jobs, their kids, their plays, their ballets, their sports, all that stuff. So they don't have enough time to really digest and go through some of the stuff uh, that really affects them. And people like you do. You're like, I'm going to look through this stuff because I really feel like it might be an issue. Um, So you, tell me about the Citizens Advisory of Pennsylvania.
1: So uh, should I give you the long story or the short version? Because we got time. However you want to tell it. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Citizen's Advisory was born out of a passion from parents throughout Luzerne County. Okay. And uh, in March of 2020, um, really, when the pandemic hit, they closed schools down. It really, it, it was a shock to everybody. Yeah. Um, they closed schools down. You know the rest of the story. And uh, when... When that happened specifically to the school district, if I'm just speaking about school districts right now, yeah, in March of 2020, Donald Trump launched the American Rescue Plan, and every school district got a chunk of money, and that money was meant to be used for masks, it was meant to be used for social distancing. It was meant to be used for upgrades to your ventilation system. Yeah, I remember they were talking about HVAC systems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, really, that's about it. It, it. That's what the grant was for. Um, my personal school district got $291,000 to um, support that. And we have about 1,800 students in my school district. And that was that was kind of the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, at that point, you know, things were happening, more data was coming out. The presidency changed July of 2021 rolls around now. Keep in mind. So we're
2: like, we're like 15, 16 months after this. Yes. Yeah.
1: July of 2021 rolls around and, uh, the Biden administration jumps on the American rescue plan that the emergency order that was already in place. That he says now is going to expire May 11th of this year. Is this the EUA? The emergency use authorization? Is no, that part of it? That's separate from the. Va- okay, that's okay. the vaccine.. Okay. Um, so the, uh, so in July of 2021, my same school district with the same amount of students received 2.9 million dollars.:
2: From 200 and some thousand.
1: From 291,000 dollars, and then they received roughly 2.9 million. I mean, there's a little change in there, it could be two point eight something, but right around two two point nine million dollars and I started to look uh it was between I went to a school board meeting and shame on me because I wasn't a regular school board member goer. I just didn't go i most pro-
2: people don't know what goes on at school board meetings.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I do for fun now i'm okay? um <laughs> uh, i i I actually look forward to them. was oh, this the shark pit? Oh okay, I'll jump in here, all right, great. <laughs> I I actually really enjoy uh, consulting and instructing our government now because I didn't really understand how to do that and how to really be a partner with them. Okay. So, of course, I went to the first school board meeting and I'm on Zoom and I give this long speech and all of a sudden my Facebook starts blowing up from people I don't even know, text messages from people I do know um they're like and when i say blowing up in an 1800 student school district i got like three messages okay, okay. that's that's what blowing up yeah. is no i'm kidding um but i i got 8 to 10 messages and people are like thank you for speaking up somebody finally spoke up and talked about this
2: so 15 months later what was your what was your words that you said at the school board meeting well
1: in just in july of 2021 when we got the 2.9 million dollars yeah this is the grant i don't know where i can put this to yeah, you can see Okay. Yeah, you just hand
2: it up. You just hold it up right there. They can yeah. see it. This is yeah. called
1: the American Rescue Plan Grant mm-hmm. that you can um, you can download off of our website, uh, citizensadvisorypa.com. dot com. There's a, a download section there that you can get this document and a nice one that's on my web. You can also go. You can also find it like on Google or whatever too. But the nice thing about this one, I went through and I highlighted it, so it's a really easy read. It's seventy eight pages so you could really find what you're looking for in it. Okay. Um I didn't find this yet.
2: I I had just At the time you made the speech, you didn't you didn't, I didn't see that. I yeah. Didn't, okay.
1: This was in September. So, our school district uh was fantastic, honestly, throughout the pandemic. Um they were they offered an opt-out form for masks. Uh our superintendent is phenomenal. Um and when When I made my speech at the school board, at the Zoom meeting, um, the reason I spoke that day is because our school district had already planned to go back to school with no limitations.
2: So no restrictions. No
1: restrictions. Well, the acting secretary at the time, Allison Beam.
2: Is it the acting secretary of? Of
1: uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, under, oh yeah, because they
2: appointed like a Secretary of State, right? Didn't they? Do you remember that? No. There was like it was an acting health, secretary health it was health. When oh, it was, when it was Levine when Rachel Levine. Went yeah. Federal. Woman of the year, Rachel Levine. Correct, correct. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh so they appointed uh Tom Wolf appointed Allison Bean as mm-hmm. the acting director. And two days before we were about to go back to school, they she filed um that schools had to go back again with all the restrictions this was two days before our kids were going back to school well the school board meeting happened to be coming up like a week later after this all happened and i got on and i gave a speech about um why are we only considering cdc data we're a year and a half into this there's over 120 other um studies being done by robert malone uh dr Macariada.
2: McCullough, uh, Jay Bhattacharya, like all yep. those guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm like, in here, the only study that the school district is following is the CDC. Well, long story short, um, I decided to hold a little, like, kind of like a parent meeting in my backyard.
2: Oh, no, you organized.
1: Yes. <laughs> and my, my, um, my nephew owns a tent rental company. And I said, hey, can you put tents up? I don't know if 10 people are coming or 20 or 100 or none or none. <clears throat> so I just put it out there. Well, we had 75 people in my backyard Holy under shit. a tent in Sweet Valley. So wow. it's a very small community. And we started talking about, OK, what are we going to do? All right, we're going to go to the next school board meeting. We're not going to wear masks. We're, we're going to make a statement. Right now, this is before I met. Real that was the first night George Uha showed up at my house. <laughs> and I never met George before this. Really? And he I get done talking, and George is like, Can I say a couple words? Well, half an hour later, George got done talking and was like, They're trampling your rights. Pennsylvania told us about the Quakers, like yeah, William Penn, local control, the the Acting secretary cannot do this. She doesn't have the authority, blah, 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 blah. Well, that even fired, fired us up more. Mm-hmm. So then um, uh, we went to the school board meeting in October. They had it in person, and we walked in, and there was 50 of us in the room without masks on. And uh, the the president of the school board at the time um, gaveled out. And they went into a meeting and he came out and he said, you have one minute to put your masks on or we're going to cancel this meeting and, um, you know, adjourn. Well, nobody moved. Nobody put a mask on. They adjourned. And that kind of started everything. All right. Um, at that point in time, uh, I'm going to fast forward. My son was contact traced again from school. Um, it just kept, that
2: means, that means that he was in contact with someone who, who may or may not have had right COVID. Right.
1: And, and every time he had to go home for five days. Okay.
2: I, so, and so up in Abington, I talked to a mother who her son had not been to school in six weeks, even though he never got COVID because he got contact traced so many times that they wouldn't let him go to school for six weeks. I met when I went up to a school board meeting, that mother was trying to tell her story and they wouldn't let her tell her story. It, they, they. Ab- even though he's never, even though he was never sick with COVID ever,
1: there are a couple of parents fighting up at Abington. They need help. They need people to come and listen to what they're trying to fight for. Right. Um, <clears throat> the Abington Heights. Uh, that we'll get to that a little later.
2: Okay. So can I just <clears throat> can I just say this real quick yeah. too? So can we all agree in this room, even Dan, that um, all enough studies have come up to say that the mask had little to no effect. Yes. Okay, so we can all agree on that. Well,
3: even at this point, the CDC has come out and said, unless you're wearing an N95, you might as well be wearing nothing.
2: Yeah. So right. all the neck gaiters, all the yeah, all the toilet paper looking masks that I find on the in the streets all I still the time. See
3: people walking around alone outside with like the paper mask on. I'm like, what are you doing? I
1: I, I know. i mean I I think um, you know I have it's an diff- emotional band aid. I, I have a different perspective on on those people, and I. Well, let's, I, let's I, tr- I truly feel, I truly awful. feel bad for them. Yeah, yeah, that's what Just I'm saying. Or- like,
3: I feel like it, it. almost is like they are psychologically damaged from it. Yeah, I believe that.
2: Yeah, it's like the adult version of like a uh, a binky or like a like a like the blanket like for like no, Linus I mean, had from
3: you yeah, know I Charlie mean, Brown. Um, genuinely, like, I think the way you said it, like I feel terrible for these people. Like, who hurt you? like right like y- your government <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like you exactly. were so put you were put into such a place of fear and trepidation that even now knowing everything that we know you still can't help but walk out of the house with a mask on now i will say that
2: like if you want to totally up to knock you. yourself out knock yourself out don't force people to do it i think we can all agree on that right um i i and i don't mean to cut you off nope. i just i'm just trying to interject here for for a quick Story. I'm, it's I'm, about me. Hey, um, re-
1: remember you said tell me about Citizens Advisory? Yeah, yeah. I said you want the long version or the short Yeah, we're still there. I, you're getting we'll along. get there. Okay. Sorry.
2: Um, my sister, um uh, whom I love dearly and <laughs> cookies delicious, Dan. Uh <laughs> Can I have one please? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. They're for us. <laughs> um so my sister uh went to uh she wanted to go to the school board meetings because she was concerned about other kids. Cause my nephew eventually was going to go to public school and she was really concerned about the psychological damage that this would do. And she went up there and she did what, what you and your other parents did down at your school district. We're not going to wear masks. We're not going to, we're going to go in there and we want to speak and they wouldn't let anybody speak. And then the next day, the newspaper labeled all those parents as domestic terrorists. Yes, And that's was the that Scranton the times? times. It was the Scranton times. And that's when I was like, fuck that. Right. Because these at the at the end of the day, they're what is what is these parents' intention? Their intention is not to harm children, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I have a theory on why these school boards did this, why they they stuck to their guns on some things, and you might be able to enlighten me by the end of this, whether or not my tinfoil hat is on properly, or I can take it off.
1: No, I'll I'll help
2: you. Okay, good. So. All right, moving forward, all those all those people went to that meeting, the school board adjourned and yeah. violated
1: all your rights. So and uh so now I'm like, okay, I gotta write this I gotta write this um speech for the Zoom meeting. Right. And, and a buddy of mine a couple of nights before that sends me um sends me, he goes, this he goes, you'll love this song. It was Aaron Lewis. Am I the only oh, one? Oh, dude. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm literally
2: me and Mike had a bromance over that song on a
1: Saturday morning. I'm writing my school board speech for Monday night. This was the zoom one. I I forgot this part of the story. If I leave, if I leave it out, my wife won't let me live it down because she comes, she comes down on a Saturday morning and I had been up most of the night because I, I just can't stand this now because Friday we're going to school Monday or Tuesday. It could have been like right after the labor day or whatever. Right and i'm 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 downstairs, I'm writing my my speech of what I'm going to say, and I got this this song my friend sent me two days before playing. I've got tears streaming down my face because I'm like, I can't believe no one is standing up around here and can you can,
2: before let's put a pause on that, can you explain to me what that means because I don't think i I have a friend who says to me because I say, "What do we do?" And he says that people need to rediscover what America means again. So, can you tell me, like, in that moment, what did that mean to you?
1: You you mean the the,
2: the fact that the, you were so emotionally overwhelmed by it?
1: I, I because I watched, and, and you have to understand something. I had not been to any other school board meetings at this point in time in my life at my school or any others, right? I had no idea that the school district that I was going to was being. As limitless as possible that they could be because of this grant that they received um at the time, so when i when I went to talk to them i I had my teeth out, you know what I mean, right, and I'll tell you later, like how even the school board members didn't even know about this grant and oh, why we, why <laughs> we were doing the things we were doing. This is why being a school board member is so important okay um but what it meant to me is uh. Probably one of the biggest regrets I have in my lifetime is not serving in the military. I think it should be a requirement. Um, I truly believe kids need to understand what this country is. I mean this is what they do in Israel. Every kid is required to um, serve in the military first because so they understand the 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 country that they have right and I truly think that one of my biggest regrets my my dad my dad was a veteran um but one of my biggest regrets was not getting in the military and i uh never serving this country in in the military um how i can serve this country moving forward whether it's at a school board member as a school board member or some other capacity i would do that um but what it what it really meant to me it, things were not the just felt like everything was being taken away from our kids. And I have a 15 year old and a nine year old. Now they were 13 and seven. then my daughter didn't even have her first real school year, like real school year till I would say this year was really like her first normal school year. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so I, I was just extremely overwhelmed. I'm writing this and I'm thinking as I'm writing this, does anybody else around here even give a shit? Yeah, Because I, I didn't see it. Did you feel like a man on an, on an island? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. And um, so now fast forward, I, we do the October board meeting. We get thrown out. In November, I, we go back to the school board meeting again. No masks. They, they had the meeting that night. Something wasn't clicking with me, and it was between Christmas and New Year's. Um, I... I started searching the internet. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? What what does the government have over our, our elected officials, our schools? What are they doing? Because this is not normalcy. Yeah, There's over a hundred. Now, at that point in time, there's over a hundred other studies stating that the masks don't work. The contact tracing doesn't work. The social distance, dis, the distancing doesn't work. They're all over the place. And why are they only following the CDC study?
2: Right. Or the the cherry-picked CDC study.
4: Mm -hmm. Correct.
1: Because the only way that they can get the money, I found this between Christmas and New Year's, this grant.
2: So you're talking 2021, between Christmas and New Year's you found this? Yes. Okay.
1: And I started reading it, and in here, the CDC basically is controlling everything that's going on in our school districts. And the only way the school district can continue to get the money is if they follow every CDC guideline. So the guidelines that's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: you know that Um, I didn't know that specifically, but I've been watching uh, some of the hearings over the past couple of days. And and I think just earlier today, I saw um, somebody, uh, it was a doctor, I believe. I think he was involved with the CDC. He used to be the head of the CDC. Maybe that's Red Redfield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think he was like, "No, we recommended to Fauci in February or March of 2000. You know, this is how we should handle certain things with COVID." Um, and I don't remember specifically what it was, and uh, or, or somebody I can't remember, like a, two doctors wrote him email saying, "This is how we should handle COVID. This is what's going on." It was the lab leak theory. That's what it was. Okay, and they said uh, there was. Two different doctors, one um, pretty strongly came right out and said, this has every marker of a man-made virus. The other one said that they have never seen anything mutate into a virus like that naturally in nature, never, that there's no way that could have jumped from animal to human. It had to come from a virus. And I think within a week, maybe a month, both doctors reversed their decision and they were given $9 million grants from Fauci for their organizations. These are real things. Oh, it's happened. these are real things that have happened. I don't. Uh, I So all
2: it's, this stuff, it, all this, but here's, but you here's, remember but here's, but here's, when
3: you we you remember when we did that whole thing, we met with a bunch of business owners. This was maybe six weeks into COVID. This was end of April, 2020. Yeah. And we ca- called together kind of like you did um, a bunch of business owners like, Hey, like we got this 15 days to flatten the curve has gone on quite some time. Um, and we're all, all, all of our businesses are shut down. People are literally going bankrupt. I mean, it's it's getting bleak out there after six weeks, you know, and we got a bunch of businesses together, had this meeting. Um, we put together, I think it was like a 12, 14 page document. It was just data. Um, you know, what percentage of the business owners can make it another Like simple weeks? hand
2: raised data? because yeah. we're not going to be able to be like, yeah. yeah,
3: just of like the 80, 50, 80 businesses that were represented there in the room. And it was like, you know, uh, how much money have you lost? Uh, when you do reopen eventually, will you be able to bring back your employees? Like, and it was just data on business. You know, how many weeks, how many days do you have left before you're bankrupt? Um, You know, what's the average loss? You know, just all that sort of data. And then it was like, Maybe it was a four-page document. It was twelve <laughs> questions. That's well, what it was. No, what
2: we did was we siloed it out to the governor, yeah. the Department of Health, our local
3: representatives, uh, our state senators, and, and it, we asked we all we did was ask questions, very specific questions. It was if it's considered safe for people to line up, you know, three hundred people deep and go buy patio furniture at Lowe's, why isn't it considered safe for somebody to go in one person at a time into a small business and shop for Mother's Day? Right. So, yeah, the big practical big, shit. Yeah.
1: The big box stores were open.
3: Yeah, super simple, and uh, sent it out, and um, I was contacted by a friend who is connected, and pretty much it was like, listen, I've been told if you don't shut your mouth, you're not getting any of the money that comes, and they will take your salon license. And then, I mean, this is all right around the time, and you know, a a certain state senator uh, goes on social media and says, if you keep talking about how bad we Democrats are, then we'll stop supporting your businesses. While voting to shut our businesses down. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's like, th- this is the world we live in. The elected officials yeah. who are there to be public servants mm-hmm. for we, the people, are shutting down our businesses, threatening us, kicking our kids out. It's, like, it's just, what in the world are we doing? All in the name of safety, when come to find out,
1: they knew all along that every, everything was going to be fine. Absolutely. They knew it. Yeah. They knew it.
2: I think, I think like the biggest moment for him and I was, I think I was like, I said to you, I said, do you know the average age of death in Pennsylvania? Yeah
3: Do you? 77? 79. Uh, wait, let me- no, sorry. The, the average age of death in Pennsylvania in 2019 was 78 and a half. Okay. You know what the average age of death in Pennsylvania from COVID is? 79. 79. How are people oh, living on average six months
1: longer? That's right. I did read that yep. somewhere. Um I was just. And and and
2: and it's so people. It, but when when you tell people that, it kind of just like glosses in their brain a little bit, and then discharges. And I was like, I'm like, wait, stop. You need to realize this for a second. Realize that means what you're hearing. That means out of all the debts, everybody above 79 and a half, or and everyone below, you have to add all those up and then divide by the number. So who is this affecting? We need to, and that was when like the great the great Barrington Declaration came out, which was uh, Jay Bhattacharya and uh, uh, oh, I forget his other name, but they their whole practical plan was to like let's protect the people who need protecting and let everyone else live life as normal. Right, right. So getting back to that, yeah, how does that handcuff schools?
1: So although our school district received $2.9 million, they only get um, X amount of dollars per month. Now the money runs out in 2024. So we're getting monthly installments from the government as long as we follow CDC guidelines still to this day. And the reason, guidelines
2: that, that have, that were in, instilled when, uh, gu- well, current. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, when were these guidelines in like,
1: when did in, they put start in place?
2: When did these guidelines start?
1: When, the CDC guidelines. When this grant.
2: Which is 20, which is when?
1: 2021. Okay. 2021. Wait, so school districts are still expected to follow
3: the COVID protocol from 2021 if they want to continue receiving money?
1: Well, in here, it states they have to follow current CDC guidelines. So oh, it's, so so is, so so it's only all. when they change. Yeah, it's only when they change. But, <clears throat> okay. And, and the school districts are required to update. This is what I'm looking for here is the health and safety plan. Because every school district- Jamie, how
2: do you not have this at the ready?
1: <laughs> I know, right? Because it's 78 pages. Um, okay, so on page 19 of this ESSER grant that's on our website, on, right. the, on the the highlighted copy, um, this is, when I was reading this, this is what blew my mind. I'm like, holy smoke, here's the smoking gun. Um, every school district, in order to get their money, has to have a health and safety pa- plan, plan yeah. published On the front page of their website. Mm -hmm. And this is where it came out of. It came out of the 78 page document. Now, these are the recommendations that the state had for everybody, but everything in here says CDC guidelines, CDC guidelines, CDC guidelines. So this is, and then the school is allowed to tailor make certain things without being too crazy. Like our school was very lenient, Uh Um, other schools literally, blatantly abused children. During this process, this gave them so much power and they used it. Now, whether they were using it because they thought it was safety or whatever, don't give me that shit. When you're responsible for 2000 children and you only read one study and are only following one set of guidelines um, and, and there's hundreds of a hundred other studies out there pro- disproving the CDC recommendations, it, it's it, you're doing it for money. You're doing it for money. My, i guess my
3: question would be like the government whoever they are at this level could just say this is what you have to follow why are they putting money behind it
1: well again kind of going back to george's podcast about yeah. pennsylvania being local control they couldn't control everybody by just saying you all have do this right now
2: Now, local control means is like even the quakers knew that like what's good for philadelphia might not necessarily be good for rural pennsylvania that's so they wanted to have autonomy for for local
3: oh so local school districts have a lot of power they're supposed
2: to yeah oh okay that they don't have to they don't have to abide if they don't want to because that's how it's written in our state constitution
1: right yeah And, and this is taking the power out of the school boards' hands because now they have to, they have money behind it and you know the school's already in debt. They don't want to get they don't want to lose resources for the kids. They don't like they're getting handed three million dollars. Listen, there's cyber schools in Pennsylvania that received over a hundred million dollars of COVID relief money. Um But you, are those cyber schools run by public school districts? They're or are they private? They're private. Okay. So Um, The ones that received a lot of money are private, but there are local schools like our school district. We have our own cyber program to keep our kids in the district, Mm -hmm. but that that doesn't landlock the kids. They're allowed to. Oh, gosh, here's another rabbit hole I got to cover with you guys about. Uh, Do you want to get uh, you some carrots? Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So there's this whole covid um, cyber stuff going on, too, that both parties are playing uh, a part in. the democrats and republicans i mean we're just their puppet masters We're puppets um there's a uniparty out there and we got to take it down because they control us and they control us um which we'll get into that whole thing as well but when i go back to the so
2: oh, just for the people who don't know mm-hmm. when you say uniparty that's interests have aligned correct yes okay so it's not to say that like I don't think people understand what uniparty means. I think it's getting bandied about in a way where people don't understand. It's, it's if I can understand it in a proper way, let you tell me if I'm wrong, it is, uh, the interest, party doesn't matter to these people. The interests do. So it's whether it's self-enrichment, financial, uh, power. power, stuff like that. What is power? We can debate what that is. Um, ultimately, it's about enriching something about either the party or or the or the individual making the rules right so when you say uniparty, party it's like man i wonder why mitch mcconnell and chuck schumer are agreeing on this like tucker carlson releasing like the january 6 tapes right yeah they were all pissed Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell were upset about it,
1: and mm-hmm. McCar- and McCarthy too. No, right?
2: McCarthy was the one like let it go. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, here's yeah. all the, here's all the footage. Fly. And the crazy thing is, is when they're like, "There's forty one thousand hours of footage." Yet yeah, most of that is like empty stairwells. Yeah. So like, it's not like. Well, and at the end
3: of the day, and this is what's so shocking to me: there's people out there. They're like, "No, don't show it." Why? Just show what happened. Everyone should see. Just that. tell us the truth. What happened? Yeah. Because you've got one side telling one story. You got another side telling the other story. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. And the only thing that we have that will actually help us get there as a country, just show the videos. It's not that hard. The so, videos don't lie. They just show what they show. Absolutely. You know, and draw and, your
1: own conclusion. Yeah. Here's what happened. Here's Stop the, telling people what to think. Here's Give the, them the evidence. Let them make up the conclusion for themselves. <laughs> here's the guy with the horns. Yeah. Walk, that, walking, that idiot. walking between yeah. nine police officers. Yeah. And they kind of like.
3: They were at looked one point. At it looked like they were guiding him into the Senate chamber. I know. It's like. This and, and he's been so, killed so, for like almost five years. So Lewis Black,
2: you know Lewis Black, the comedian? Yeah. No. You know him. He's always he used to be like the angry ass like he does like you've you've seen him. So he has this, he just recently did this bit about like the news. He's like, you know, they show you a thing and then they cut to people talking about the thing. And they keep repeating this thing that you didn't see. You're like, that's not what I saw. They're talking about something I didn't see. And by the end of it, you're like, I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. So they, so they, they put, they plant doubt in your head.
1: Well, Operation Mockingbird is a real thing. I'm aware. I mean, it's a real thing. And yeah. If you don't think so, there's no way. Um,
3: people are going to say people are going to say we're
1: lunatics for talking about this, but it's real. It's, it's like it's, it's out real. there. We're not we're not crazy Look, people. Pretty
3: much just came out like what maybe a month ago, and it was like, oh yeah, the CIA was definitely involved in killing Kennedy. And just, yeah, it's like yeah, like, yeah. You guys do realize like people that kind of think like us i'm assuming yeah, you're not coming MC, MC, but, i'm not crazy like we're just kind of watching these things happen being like oh yeah like yeah, two, i know basic ballistics two plus two equals yeah, four as george's thing yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so i it, it, we, we're, we're
2: we're discouraging people to be critical thinkers and ask questions yes which is incredibly bizarre because you're supposed to ask questions you know it's like when you're a little kid well why is the sky blue well because it is well why you know oh because it reflects the ocean We're like that doesn't make any sense that's insane people will continue to ask simple questions like that over and over and over they again do. and for us to go like hey why is lowe's open but my my uncle's hardware store not and you're yeah. like don't ask that question why can you yeah.
3: buy carpet from home depot and lowe's but giant floor i don't know if giant floor was there was another carpet store on Kaiser that wasn't allowed to be open. They shut
2: down like locally yeah. by us. It was a mom and pop place. They yeah. shut it down.
3: And they sold the exact same rugs, you know, and, I, and, and, and,
2: and, and that's where like I come from. Cause like I'm Gen Z or Gen X. Yeah, I'm Gen X, I right? I, might I be grew up mil- on, I grew, I, might up, be a I grew up on Pearl Jam. Um, we used to always ask questions. There was nothing wrong with that. Right. And then it turned into like, don't ask questions, trust your government. I remember January, of 2020, everyone was skeptical of the government and everyone's skeptical of the pharmaceutical industry. And now here we now are
3: worshiping at the altar of the pharmaceutical. It's
2: altar. insane. Okay. And, and I just before. Yeah, yeah no, go ahead. And I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to cut you off. It's not like my shit. Well, it is our show, but like you're the guest. But. <laughs> right. Look at Dan over there laughing. Um, I forgot I was going to say continue. No, you were we hate about- the government. We don't trust the government.
0: We grew up in the 90s.
3: That's, but here's the thing. I don't hate Pearl the government. Dam- you Pearl need dam. a government. It just needs to be accountable to the people and it needs to be effective.
1: And don't lie to it's us. It's not that hard. Don't yeah. lie to us. Yeah, just don't lie. So when when I tell you, when we, we were talking about the Uniparty, okay, um, so you have the Democrats, right? Yeah. They're pushing the masking. They're pushing the vaccine. They're pushing the social distancing. Keep kids out of school. Keep them safe. Blah, 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 blah. On the other side, you have the Republicans, which was a, uh, which was a, Republican majority in the state legislature in Pennsylvania. I think it's been that way for 17 years and it just changed this year. Well, if we ever get Fetterman back, um it will I'm change. I'm crossing my fingers. I, I hope know. so. So Man Damon. Um, but <laughs> seven, should I not say that? Should I not say that? Seven Hello, good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That Can I tell you so. something funny about that? Yes. So
2: people, so like uh, uh, people were asking me what my thoughts of the debate were, and I was like, "I was like, the first answer will let you know how it's going to go." And the first question was, "What? Why are you running for senator?" And he said, "Hello, good night, everybody." And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit! Like this is. I, I think I, here's what I think. I think what they did to that man, whether yeah. you agree with them or not, is cruel and inhumane. I think pushing him." The, the worst thing that you could do when you've had a stroke is increase stress. Right. Worst
1: thing you could do. Well, now he's in Walter Reed. He's stuck there. Yeah. But like, he's in there for um, something else. Clinical right? depression. Clinical depression. It's all, all got to be. I think clinic. it's all, I think it's all, I think, all it's, all, I think yeah. it's
2: all smoke and mirrors. I think, yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think, unfortunately I think he's in a bad place and I don't, I feel so terrible for what they did to him. Uh, I feel was,
1: so terrible, but that's, that's, that's power. Yeah. They want the power. Mm-hmm. And they'll push them through. So the whole time with the Democrats are pushing all of this the stuff masking and yeah, because, you know, I'm not going to come down on Democrats. Um, I'm coming down on them both. The Republicans, yeah, this isn't a party thing. The Republicans are sitting there with a, a majority, the only Republican majority legislature in the United States that had lockdowns, Pennsylvania. Let that, let that sink in. The only Republican majority legislature in the United States that had lockdowns like we had in the schools. Think about it. So they're not weird, doing, huh? They're not doing anything to break this. Well, now you have the cyber schools start picking up. CCA, Agora. Am I allowed to say names of sure. them? Sure. Is,
2: is it real? Yeah, it's real. Is it
1: public? Yeah. So I don't know why you can't say it's raining out. Pennsylvania Cyber, um, Agora, CCA, they all start offering these options of cyber school. Sounds great, right? I don't have to send my kid in. They don't have to wear a mask. They don't have to social distance. They're not going to get contact traced, um, thrown out of school and all this stuff. So um, now... You have the Republicans not doing anything about the lockdowns and you have the Democrats that keep pushing in, right? Pushing more and more and more, um, safety in the name of safety, uh, how safe do you have to be before you lose all your freedom? Right. So, um, the whole thing comes down to, uh, these cyber schools go through the roof in Pennsylvania. The Republicans start talking about school choice. Ask a Republican running for office what they mean by school choice. You will not get a definition, you or as or is
2: everybody has a different one. You, you just you, won't get one at all.
1: You won't. You won't get a, a stance. Well, you know, school choice. You know, kids can. You know, the money follows the kid. They'll say money yeah. follows the kid. Yeah, the money will follow the kid as long as they go to a cyber school, because they're getting funded, uh, by donors that are in the cyber school business both sides
2: so the politicians are being funded by the donors who are in the cyber school business both sides okay
1: and so it's a collapse of the public school system for money that's what's happening um so as i'm going through this grant and i'm i'm looking through and listen i used to defend one party more than the other okay um I'm quickly learning in the last two years that we, we got to fight on our hands and it isn't one party or the other. It's both of them. And uh, as I'm going through this ESSER grant, um, I start meeting people. Um, I meet Ben Herring, who's our vice president from Pittston area. I meet Amy Carraza from Wyoming Valley West. She's, she's our, um, our second vice president. I meet, Mike from Hanover. Um, He's our treasurer. I meet Nicole from Dallas. She's our secretary. And we formed Citizens Advisory Nonprofit. Finally got to your answer. Thank you. In April of uh, 2022. Then we decided to file for our 501c3, which was just approved in December. So we're now grats kind of it takes a while to get street. that it's pain in the ass it is a pain in the ass especially during covid times when things are <laughs> nobody's working in government <laughs> no one's working in government yeah. but they're still getting a paycheck mm-hmm. um so fast forward um we kept meeting every month our our small group like we kept meeting george was part of it The the other five people that i just mentioned were part of it and there was another you know, five, to 10 people. We just kept meeting every month, meeting every month, meeting every month. Hey, we're going to get organized. We need to fight back. This is not, this assault on our children is not going to stop. So citizens advisory was pretty much born in April of 2022, um, with our 501c3 being approved in December, just a couple few months ago. So now we're in a fundraising world because, um, we've, had things happen to us at school board meetings um george some of the things that george talked to you guys about about as far as uh you know being wanted in security at at school board meetings but there's a basketball game going on 100 feet down with 10 times as many people no one's getting wanted i mean the
2: irony the irony of that or like the i guess the failure of the argument of that is like if it was really about protecting people wouldn't it be about protecting the most people I would think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like you wand them into a school board meeting. Like I don't I don't think it really sinks in with people when you're like they're getting wanted to go into a school board meeting but they're not getting wanted to go into a place where there's hundreds of people. Right. Like there seems to be like it should be the other way around if you're really concerned about people's safety or or both. Do it for both.
1: Yeah, and they're they're trying to chill the public and keep them out of school board meetings. I mean, it's obvious. It's it's obvious um down at Pittsburgh. so you
2: think that there's an active effort to keep parents out of school board meetings at, by who at, or what
1: at toncanick there is by okay. the by the school board and the school There's board, no doubt in your mind there's no doubt in my mind there's no doubt in my mind Do These you think kids, that
3: they're trying to do something nefarious and they don't want the parents getting in the way
1: They so, Or do they not want the scrutiny So in order for a school district to um have you go through security and wand you uh they have to have a, a threat. And they have like an have actual threat. An not actual, not like,
2: like a not like out of thin air threat.
1: Not not that a the, specific threat. Yeah, not that the president of the school board or any school board member or the solicitor has a beef with one of the parents. So make it harder for them to come take their rights away in order for them to come in and redress their government. That's what's happening out of Tunkanic. At at Pittston, uh, at Pittston, they were starting to ask for identification before you would go into a school board meeting to show your ID.
2: Oh yeah, but but that's but to vote, that's racist. It you're right. It yeah, is. That's weird, isn't it? It
1: is. And um, so they're doing all these things to chill. Now none of that ever happened at my school board meetings. Um, I'm I'm I can tell you, it's happening in Hanover. Uh, where they're making it more difficult putting security measures in because these parents are, uh, what did you call them earlier? Domestic terrorists. I oh. didn't.
3: No, no, no. The newspaper did. Somebody said yeah, it. Yeah, the it. newspaper did. The
1: uh, Scranton Times Tribune did. Yeah. Shame on them. Shame yeah. on them. So Well, that came right out of the mouth of Merrick Garland. Too. Mm-hmm. That that was They were just, they don't have anything Scranton Tribune, you said? Times Scranton, Tribune. Time, yeah. Times, they don't have any ideas. They just take what they hear from these goons and put it in their paper but um so as all this is going on uh you know our organization starts growing we create we create a website we create a facebook page um people can go to our website uh i'm not i i'm as far as like the documents that you want but one of the really cool things on our website that you can do let's say you're a teacher in a school district let's say you're an administrator, you don't want to lose your job, right? But you can't go stand up at a school board meeting because they got their, your job hanging over your head. Right. Even though if, if somebody stood up at a school board meeting and they were fired shortly after you'd have a retaliation lawsuit on them in a heartbeat, especially if, if you did nothing wrong to, to be fired or let go. But that's how people think. Right. You know, they have a house payment. They have a car payment. They have kids they're raising. They have, you know, Expenses. They don't want to lose their job because ah, I'll just let it go this time.
2: Yeah, I standed on my I stood on my integrity to make sure my kid couldn't eat. Right, right. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can go to our website and you can file a citizen's report and you can just write in there that you want to remain anonymous um and we will do the investigation for you. Um that's what we do. We have uh, seven different committees that when a report comes into our website, um, that the commit, the first committee that gets it is the research committee and the research committee will take your complaint from Mm -hmm. your school district and they'll say immediately say, okay, have we dealt with any cases like this yet so far? Then if they, if we have, you see, because we're building a database because once we fight all of these things on all these different battlefields, the answers to the test are all the same. But there's a huge effort to get that rock up the top of the mountain and that's what we're doing now we're taking any complaint that comes in and we're um the first the research committee gets it then our uh then our um uh our next committee will file like right to knows if we need to file a right to know we need information Um, So the
2: research committee says, is there validity to this? Let's look into it a little bit. And then it's the the actionable items.
1: Then it'll go down. Yeah. It goes down to next committee. They'll file any RTKs or anything that we need to know from the school district. Um, And then it goes to our law and strategy and policy committee. And we see what laws they broke, what policies they broke. Because these school districts are breaking their own policies every single day. Do you remember George was telling about Mm -hmm. that? Where
2: he's like, the first five they
3: broke. For this one kid he was telling us about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because like all of this started, like, I mean, we started all of this out of COVID times and some of that craziness, you know, and, and you and George, it's wild to me because the conversation started from, um, you know, masks or, uh, you know, contact tracing your kids keep getting bumped out of school every week. Um, Now the conversation isn't over you know, do the efficacy of masks, right? That was the argument back in the day. I mean, i I read the reports pretty early on. Like these cloth masks don't—they don't work. You know, like, you knew the COVID droplets. They knew the size. They knew what would work. Only the N95s work. People were saying that from about two months in. That's when I first saw yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, and then all of a sudden it's like wear two masks. What? It's like, oh, yeah. just dumb. Remember when you know? Fauci showed up yeah. on screen with yeah. two masks on? And it's like so, like, so we went from there, but that's really not the conversation anymore. We're not going to relitigate litigate um, masks or decisions that were made two years ago. We've all moved on from that. Now, here, here's what all of that did. It created a world where people like you and me and him and other people are like, hold on, the government's just blatantly violating the law. Like these school boards are just blatantly violating the law. Like for me, I'm it, it, and I have to be careful, you know, because like uh, I own you bu- do, yeah. <laughs> you know, I own business that gets inspected and has licenses and all these things. And I'm like, I'm reading the Pennsylvania State Bill of Rights. They're not allowed to come in and inspect me. It says it right there. I mean, it's like,
1: but I, we acquiesce because right. we were told they're going to come in and do an yeah. inspection like and- the
3: government is not allowed to come in, inspect me and shut down my business. It's against the law. What? How
1: did we get here? can can you can you
3: what has your
2: family been through
1: uh my family for, is, like like,
2: forget about like retribution the politics of it like what has it been like for your family
1: it personally it's it's a lot actually i said to my wife um when this started i said you know when i get involved in something i don't stop until i'm finished right and i said i need you to be with me for two years i need you to bear with me for two years. And that's what it's going to take to get this organization up and running, getting it clicking. Um, mm-hmm. I have a background in business, so I kind of knew 24 months is really where you hit that stride. That, that, mm-hmm. that big stride at 24 months is when you, you know, if you're, cause a lot of the, a lot of the upfront stuff is the organization, the website. <clears throat> um, but now we have a place where a mom, a single mom, a single dad works all day driving their kid around. They don't have time to go fight. So they just do it. They just get along. They just go along with whatever You're trying to get through the day. Right. And um we built something now that people have a place to go. We there's nothing like us in Pennsylvania. There's tons of Facebook pages and stuff like that people just complain and bitch and piss and moan we are an action oriented organization and that's what differentiates us we are going to hold every elected it started with schools we are now in the luzerne county and we are holding their feet to the fire as well um it all starts with how they run their meetings are they running their meetings legally because if 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 they aren't holding their meetings legally and we can't have a a True dialogue at a school board meeting or a county council meeting or wherever. The speech gets cut off. The communication stops. Communication is so important. Communication is the one thing. Oops, I'm just going to adjust you there. That's yeah, fine. That's okay. Communi- communication is the one thing that will break a business. It'll break a family. It'll break a church. Commun- the lack of. The lack of communication. Oh, I have a great
3: quote about this. Go ahead. 99% of the world's problems come from the frustration of unmet expectations that are never communicated.
1: I like that. Did you? Did you? Is that your quote?
3: I mean, somebody else might have said it before. I'd never heard it, but yeah. I like that. 99% of the world's problems come from the frustration of unmet expectations that are never communicated. So my wife and I are having an issue, okay? Uh, Whether it be uh, how I think we should discipline a kid how we should spend money, what our sex life looks like. Just whatever. Yeah. You really
0: had to get that one in
3: there. (laughs) I had to really get that one in
0: there. Oh, I've taken a couple digs. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I'm Mike. I have sex.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Today. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. She doesn't watch. Carry on. She doesn't watch. She thinks we're idiots. Uh, (laughs) But like, if you have an expectation, like if I have an expectation about how my wife is going to spend money and she doesn't, Now I'm pissed off right? and over weeks it grows. And she, you know, that's like, where'd you get this new pair of shoes? Where'd you get this new bag? Where'd you get this new shirt? Like what is happening? And I never once have that conversation, the resentment and all that's going to build up and build up and build up inside of me. But if she and I have conversations like, Hey, like finances are a little tight, you know, what do you need to be happy monthly to spend on whatever, you know? And we're good. Right. Now we're on the same page, you know, um, with uh, for us as business owners, we have employees. Okay, as a boss, it's my job to communicate my expectations. If I don't and they don't fulfill them, I don't get to get mad. I, I haven't communicated that. You know, like you, it's it's no different in every relationship. You have to communicate expectations. Why? So I mean,
2: that brings up a good point. Like, why is it that the people? Because here's the thing: if you go out and vote for someone, right? In essence, what you're doing is is like you know how they say like uh like your real friends will help you move,
3: yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking so, of which we might have to help Alexis get that couch out of her apartment.
2: We'll just light it on fire. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, for someone to go out like for for a pot let let's let's say somebody who ran for office right. Let's say they get a hundred votes. There's a hundred people that went out and voted for you, and and you have no gratitude for that. You're not communicating with them. You're like, oh, thanks for the thanks for the job and i don't know i don't know why politicians or, or elected officials don't take a greater interest in communicating with their constituents or the voters that voted for them i don't like just based on what you're saying like so what what is going on here we we're, we're either we're not or are we acquiescing are we not asking questions is there too much shit on our plates that we don't have time to ask the questions or have a have a dialogue or are they told not to have a dialogue with their constituents or their voters like what what do you think is going on i mean minus like the the uniparty tinfoil hat thing yeah. like what do you i don't understand how a human being can be like thank you for electing me i'm not i'm never going to address your issues now
1: um i think i think we've stopped I think we our our world is so busy now and when we're not busy we're on social media we're on our phones we're doing something when we're not busy there's no there's there's not much downtime anymore um in the digital world that we live in there's not much downtime and I think that has really taken people out like um out of asking questions like you voted for this like i see your vote here don't don't tell me you didn't vote for this because you did we uh i i also look back um and this is actually something really interesting which about 40 years ago there was this big women's liberation movement okay prior to the women's liberation movement there was typically one person that worked Mm -hmm. outside the home and then there was one person that worked at home um whether it was the man or woman whatever it was typically a one income household Mm -hmm. but when this women's liberation movement started um stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads were looked down on almost they were like oh well you know she she don't have a career or he don't have a career he just stays home with the kids. Believe me, stay home with my kids for like a week and then tell me the kind of work yeah, that it
2: takes. It's not easy. So I don't know your kids personally. I'm just assuming that like to be a stay-at-home kids. parent, it's not easy. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that typically that, that, that parent that was the home parent was the ones that were at the PTA meetings. They were at the school board meetings, keeping them in check. And then if you look around the nineteen eighty 80s early 80s there was this huge influx of double income families in the united states and that's when things stopped getting looked at stopped we just didn't pay attention not that they weren't important but they weren't more important than putting food on the table Mm -hmm. and the last thing you want to do believe me um which is kind of getting back to what you asked me like how has this been on my family um it's been it's been hard it's been really hard uh I'm at meetings typically three nights a week. My wife and I bowl on Wednesday nights. That's our bowling night. You gotta invite I,
2: me one time. I'll go with you. I think I yeah. talked to yeah, you yeah. on my way to You're bowling. Like, I'm going bowling. I want to do the show. I'll <laughs>
1: talk to you later. I was like okay. So, but that's like literally our only night of the week that we're together. My son works at the bowling alley, so that's kind of cool. Mm. Um, he started that during COVID because it's the only place it wouldn't get kicked contact traced out of. So, <laughs> touching a bunch of dirty bowling mm-hmm. balls all, every night that's fine. But yeah. can't go to school and sit six feet apart. Um, but, uh, he started there at 14. He's an amazing young man. Um, absolutely incredible young man. Um, and it's, it's been, um, really the loads getting heavy, um, really heavy in January, January 30th. We, we hired our first full-time employee at citizens advisory like six
2: weeks ago. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah.
1: Her name is Jess uh Stallnecker. She's from Crestwood Area School District. She's a teacher for 18 years. Um so she knows the school. Like she really understands the school side. And she's very, very territorial over her children. So yeah. like what a perfect what a perfect mix, right? Right. am mm-hmm. very passionate about what we're doing. And that has really taken a lot of the load <coughs> off. The burden. Yeah. Um, but every day, like, I mean, she's got a 40 plus hour job a week. Like literally, that's how much stuff we're just doing with. citizens advisory, just doing citizens advisory. That's how much stuff is going on. I'd love to have her come on one day and kind sure. of tell you what, what we're, what she does every day, because you, the, the stuff that's going on in school districts right now, you would not even, you, I, I would sit here and tell you and you'd be like, bullshit, there's no way that's happening. Well, oh, I can tell, you. tell us like, well, top Jamie, three. okay, the top three that wait, wait, hold on, like the hold on, most... hold on, right
2: before you do that. Oh, let's do
0: some smelling salts to wake up and oh make sure gosh. we digest this. Why as are we doing this again?
3: Uh, because, because <laughs> I loved your face on it the last show. By the way, I, I went to your website while you were talking there for a little bit. It's so oh. simple um, to do like, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all right there. Our mission need for engagement, uh, submit an incident, donate. That's it. Super simple on that homepage. Thank you. Um, Dan, it's you really, a- really well done. Yeah. Here, hold on. Dan's sniffing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was too much. <laughs> too
3: much. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm looking oh. here like you're bored. Uh, obviously, you're there. Um, uh, oh, this is great. It tells like the the school district. Text that to
2: Dan so we can pull it up in a little bit.
3: Okay. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Um, so when I asked about your family, right? Mm-hmm. There is there's collateral damage for being an advocate. People yeah. are going to be upset with you. Yes. Um, and it seems like during the COVID years that it, it became very apparent that there was, it, it wasn't multiple lines in the sand. It was, it was one line. And one group got on one side and one group got on the other. <clears throat> How has it been, um, when I say personally, I'm like, is there any... Fallout from like friends, family members, you know, parents you were friends with, teachers, retribution, anything that you can that have has affected you negatively.
1: I would say no. Um, so you have like total support when no, no when when all of this started and I was standing up at the school board meetings, there was actually parents that made a petition about me. A um, hundred people signed a petition and the petition said Jamie Walsh doesn't speak for me that was it that was their petition and i got up at that school board meeting and i said i don't even know who's on that list but i never said i speak for for anyone you speak for you and your family correct that's it so you know um i'm sure that there's you know i'm sure there's people that dislike me for what i'm doing but i'm i'm doing it for the right reasons um if they would sit down with me and talk and just gain a little bit of knowledge about what is truly happening. Uh, like this grant is what this grant is what started the division in our community. Not Jamie Walsh. Jamie Walsh just happened to find it and expose it. So, um,
2: we don't have to pull that up right now, Dan all right well there well yeah but now just changed all the lighting in here so
3: (laughs) (laughs) um just made it infinitely brighter so tell us one of the crazy things that we wouldn't like well tell me some of the stuff that's in that
1: um some of the things that are in here so uh, okay
2: i might know of one thing can i bring it up yeah yeah tell me about the mental health
1: okay so the so for people
2: who for people who don't know can you can you give us a baseline for the mental health criteria and then something new that they're trying to implement
1: yeah, so mental health is extremely important. Um mm-hmm. extreme, especially during COVID with the kids. It I- extremely they important crush them, yeah. And um and the 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 problem with the way that they're addressing it is through apps. So like phone apps? Like okay. Um I'll tell you right now, uh Hazleton area, Wokesbury area. I, I'm only talking Luzerne County. That's County. what you know. Talk with you. I, yeah, talk with you. I know, know. Yeah. I know them more. I know them better than I know a lot of other school districts around here. Um, barre area, uh, Wyoming Valley West, Crestwood had it for a while. We stopped it there. An app. Yeah. Um, ha- uh, did I say Hazleton area? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Hazleton area. So there's, there's, there's like 13 school districts in Luzerne County. Those four have a, an app called Rhythm. The same app. The same app. Which means that they paid for it. Which means it, it is paid for, but in this grant, 20% had to be used for certain things. Like a certain percentage of the money had to be used for certain categories, which we can talk about that again. But specifically when it comes to mental health, every child, when they log into their Chromebook, now, every school district's a little different like hazelton started it in third seventh and ninth grade okay <clears throat> so a kid opens their chromebook um i actually have a list of the questions you want me to read them to you for a third grader yes oh this is great right. this is those, these oh, are the questions boy.
2: that the app asks a third grader every morning
1: every morning every morning, oh, every, morning. every morning oh this is gonna be wait, wait so
2: every day they log in and they get asked questions they get asked do they are they are they obligated to fill them out
1: yeah or they can't log in to do their work are you shitting me i swear to god all right let's hear these questions uh third grader would be eight years old nine years old uh my my daughter's in third grade she's nine okay it's not at lake lehman so that's a good thing so
2: basically uh for those that don't know uh you have to answer these questions like you would the face id for an iphone or the thumbprint for like another phone in order to be able computer. to do your day's work <clears throat> yes okay you're gonna
1: and if they're home like for a for a homeschool day like a snow day or a, they call them bid days now flexible instruction days
2: why, why do they keep coming up with these names <clears throat> for shit
1: because during, it's a snow day during, well the kids can't have snow days anymore they gotta work Okay. they gotta work when they're home it's uh. bullshit don't even get um, me on
0: these snow days either yeah. all they do is they log in for like a half an hour and the teachers show up and they're like oh do this worksheet check back at one if you need help and then they're gone and, and then like, the teacher goes it. and watches stranger things for the rest of the day yeah
1: danny do you have do you have kids
0: i do have two children uh We're- one in second grade and one in fourth grade okay
2: okay and micah has two children but one of them's out of the out of not out of the high school so he's he's graduated oh okay yeah, but he has college. he still has a daughter in high school though
1: okay <laughs> yeah. okay um so, these are the questions these, that are
2: asked to third graders.
1: Every morning. Nine years old. Every, okay. Every single morning. Five days a week. Five days a week. And 52
2: if weeks a year. Well, not 52 weeks. Whatever, 180, whatever. 180 days. I tried to be smart and failed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, what does it feel like inside your head today?
2: What?
3: Okay. <laughs> and is this like... Do you have to do they have to write an answer is it like multiple choice Your
1: eyes are well enough and mine are too
3: I'm not happy about this This is this is, this is
1: How do they What's answer it like that inside your head today So the only way a kid can, Is it multiple choice? No. The only way the kid can answer these questions is with emojis. A happy face, a sad face, oh, sweet Jesus. an angry face. All emoji. There's no you can't type any any words into it. Um Number 2, what does it feel like in your body today?
2: And and somebody puts in an avocado? Like I I don't understand how this helps children.
1: I I'm I'll tell you how they think it's helping children. Okay, keep going Jamie. This is like Chinese water <clears throat> torture. How much energy do you have? Number 4, how is your social life? How is your social life? Who is a third grader? You have a Second a grader. second grader, does yeah. Your, does your second grader know what a social life is?
0: He kind of has an idea. I think he has friends, but the whole concept of it, like, no.
1: Right. Like, if you said, if you went home tonight and said, uh, son, how is your social life? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I don't know, right? I don't know. Yeah.
2: Dirty Mike, me, Dirty Mike, and the boys are going for cocktails Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not, your third grader is not going to say that.
1: Um. And then number five is, what do your emotions look like today? So is this
3: f- for kids that, uh, who has to do this?
1: All Everybody? Third, seventh, and ninth grade at Hazleton area.
3: But every, every kid has to do this. Every kid go. has
1: to do this. But we have, a, we have an opt-out form on our website. It's free. You just go to the documents section on our website. Why? And um so... Now this is fucking crazy. I
3: understand if there's a kid that's like, hey, I need somebody I need somebody who can kind of check in with me every now and then. Because I with COVID, I'm feeling kind of funky. All right, we got this app. And if you just boom, hey, I'll shoot you a text. You know, like, okay, that great. You have a, a school counselor who's like, hey, you know, Johnny is like, man, you know, my social life sucks at nine years old. Um, you know, let me check in. Okay, great. But to make every kid do this, what you are doing is you are creating a generation of people that look at themselves as broken.
2: Correct. Do you know what else I see? Like, it's just cruel. I see data. Big time. That's what I see.
1: Big time data.
2: They're getting data on these kids mm-hmm. every day.
1: They're building a psychological profile, and they say Rhythm says it's anonymous. It's anonymous. Yeah, just, yeah and look, it is anonymous, but if but they just know... just because they say it's if anonymous. They know...
3: Yeah, but they know data on the human being they have to you have to at least have some sort of profile you don't on the app no
2: like yeah, you if, if, to, if, yeah, but here's yeah you, but you put your name in they know they know who they know they know who johnny yeah. is they know how johnny has felt for 180 days right and that 188 and that 180 days is now a profile for that kid moving forward do you, well, under, do you
0: understand to log like, into your chromebook too like so my kid has one and you have to have your like student email. So to get into it, it's like whatever name at AHSD.org. So that's his. So right off the bat, you're going into your profile. And then I'm guessing it pops up with saying, how are you feeling today? What's your life problems? You know, are you emotionally stable on your kid's computer to do school every day? Well, no, they're not. But I'm guessing that's probably. Yeah. Re- so you have to, lo- to log in. It's under like your own profile. So it's already there under that Chromebook. So if that's going somewhere, it's going to kind
2: of cycle back to
0: that.
1: I Dan, the man
2: it. at AOL.com. <laughs> I mean, that's,
1: that's frightening. Yeah. And it's linked. to you. I
2: didn't know. I had, this is the first time I'm hearing of this. I had no idea that this was happening.
1: It's linked to your chi- child's student ID that follows them through their entire school life. See,
2: see, I think this is under the guise of help, but it's not.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, then at the end, so I had this one mom up in Hazleton that I was talking. The reason I keep talking about Hazleton is the one that I'm most familiar with because we actually, Citizens Advisory and a mom that's in our organization just forced, by the way, we had to force the superintendent because it was all of this is being done without the parents' knowledge. Oh, they don't know. They never notify the parents. Do they? Ha- they're obligated, aren't they? <clears throat> At, in the state of Pennsylvania, at 14 years old, I think it's Senate Bill 856. Um, at 14 years old, if your child needs mental health treatment, they can get that. They can get mental health treatment on their own. And the school district can cannot communicate. It's HIPAA. They can't communicate that your 14 year old. It's a district. violation
2: of your health rights. Your health, your health <laughs> privacy rights. Yeah.
1: So, so at 14, no. Um, they don't have to tell you. They don't have to tell you that they're doing mental health assessments on your children every... Well, I shouldn't say that. If your child is getting mental health treatment, um, then they don't have to communicate that back to the parent at 14 years of age or older. They're actually trying to amend that bill to include vaccines in it now as well.
2: At 14 years old, you don't have to tell your parents that you're going to get a vaccine.
1: Right. And that's why I want to talk to your sister. Wait, wait, wait when what? Did, when when do we start letting 14-year-olds make decisions? Yeah. About anything. I know what kind of decisions I was making at 14. I know it's I know, what kind I, of I know it's I made yesterday. <laughs> and they were terrible. <laughs> they're dumb. They were terrible ideas. Like
3: but I mean at 14 like you, I can only speak as a guy. At 14 we were all dumb as a pile of bricks. Well
1: that's good. I'm glad you can only speak as a guy. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll fix know. that. <laughs> we'll see how the rest of the week goes.
3: Um but like it's it's like they're they're children. This is this. You're not is, allowed to make medical decisions at 14. I'm sorry. You're just yeah. not. You know, you're not allowed to get a tattoo. You're not allowed to do a lot of things. It's
2: permanent. Correct. You're allowed to make permanent decisions at 14.
1: This is where all of like the gender reassignment surgeries are coming in without the parents' knowledge. The kids are taking hormone blockers um, because the parents have no idea they're doing it. The school's not allowed to communicate it to them. Um, it's, it's, it's very, very dangerous. Um, So people
2: that are so if you're, so children that are not considered adults, they can't vote, they can't get a mortgage, they can't get a loan. They're allowed to make decisions that will impact them till the day they die. Yes. And no one is telling the legal guardians is, is the parents, the ones who love them the most are not being told this stuff. No, no. Tell tell me why this, why this isn't broken.
1: (laughs) Why it hasn't like been all over the news no no, 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 I mean, it's like I, it was basically oh, why, rhetorical, is, you I know what you. I mean like I this
2: you. is this is awful, yeah, awful, awful, awful.
1: And they're trying to piggyback off of that legislation mm-hmm. I, and i and I believe, um Danny, I, I don't know if you can look up. I think it's p a Senate bill eight fifty 850, eight fifty six if my memory serves me right, but um they're trying to piggyback off of the mental health bill. include vaccines in that right now it's actually in legislation as we speak this should never be in legislation no so now where hazelton really screwed up um the parents at hazelton have a major major lawsuit at their fingertips because they did it at third in third grade without the knowledge of the oh uh, is this the bill um, no that's 1970 oh okay yeah so so scroll that back over
3: I'm sorry. If the law states. Looks like. Oh, it might be the first one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That might
2: be the one right there.
1: Check that.
3: Yeah. So the law states under 14, they don't have to communicate with parents and they were doing it with nine year olds. Right. The the long, short version of it. Right. Um, Uh, um, Age of consent for vaccines. Memo. Click that. There you go.
2: Click that right in the middle. No, no. One down. There you go. All right. Uh, in the near future, I'll be introducing legislation to allow people age 14 or over to consent to CDC-recommended immunization as long as that consent is knowing and voluntary. Parents or guardians will not be able to override a minor's consent for vaccination if the minor is age 14 or over. Oh, my God. Who, who wrote this? Senator Amanda Capoletti. This is from May 4th, 2021. Right. So now Jesus. Pennsylvania, okay. Pennsylvania law already allows minors age 14 and over to consent to inpatient patient mental health treatment. This bill will largely mirror the mental health law to allow minors 14 and over to co- to consent to CDC recommended immunization. This seems like a Trojan horse
3: like that is. Okay. Listen, the app is one thing
1: like, okay, I get it. It's weird. I don't oh, like I didn't, it. I didn't finish the app yet, but go ahead. Uh-oh. You're not going to like the next part. This is
3: monstrous. Oh, totally. Like, you are not going to inject my kid with something without my permission. End of conversation. In 20... My kids are 18. They want to go do whatever? Okay. Dan, keep that there. In 2018, the United States saw the
2: second highest rate of measles cases since the disease was eliminated in 2000. In Pennsylvania, there were over 12,500 students in school whose parents opted out of the vaccinations required by the Pennsylvania Department of Health. Many of these students may want to be vaccinated, but have no way of doing so without parental or, or guardian consent under Pennsylvania law. So here's the thing that I want to just let everybody know. In 2018, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the last few years, there was measles outbreaks. Do you remember these? Mm. I, I don't really recall. There was one them, in but... New York. There was one, I believe, in New Jersey. Okay. But what they found out was is that the measles outbreak is because there's two types of measles vaccines. One of them is an aerosol. The other one is an actual injection vaccine. The aerosol is basically a live attenuated virus, which means it's like a a really subdued version, but it's live, of of measles. Okay. The measles vaccines were happening amongst the vaccinated kids for measles, or the measles outbreak. So they were getting the aerosol vaccine and getting measles and transmitting measles to other people. And that's why the
1: outbreak happened. And
2: that's why the outbreak happened. It wasn't natural. It was due to the vaccinations.
1: I had no idea about that. That is
2: real. Look it up look it up yeah look google it man um god damn it that is terrifying that children are now Listen, allowed
1: not they're not allowed yet that's still that's yeah still, but they're allowed they're so the th- mental health thing oh, is, the mental is allowed health, yeah. and they, so
2: they're gonna piggyback the mental health thing is the trojan horse to get them into vex. Vac- to what value
1: right like to what to how i have does, a theory you're not gonna like it tinfoil hat
3: no i have a theory on all of this because as soon as you start saying that fourteen-year-olds can make decisions about what they do or don't do with their bodies, now the age of consent is no longer eighteen. That's the end goal, in my opinion. Oh,
2: that's even worse. Yeah, that's even in my scarier. opinion. That's the
3: end goal. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, well, so we before we before we postulate on that, uh, do you so want to? There's there's my big tin foil conspiracy theory hat. Do you want to uh, continue with the app? Yeah, I want yeah. to hear more about the app. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm. It's like it's like masochism right now.
1: So so, so this mom um, uh-huh. up at Hazleton area, uh, she her daughter's home one day for a snow day in December or whatever. And
2: this is like four months ago, yeah, five just, months just,
1: ago, just a few months ago. And really, the first mom in our area that actually saw her child that reached out to us. I'm not saying it's the first one that ever saw it. I'm just saying the first one that that, that spoke to us about it. Her child logged on to the Chromebook and saw this she saw these questions right and um her daughter she said to her daughter answer these questions in front of me i want to see what what happens here so she answers everything oh, no. completely positive completely positive i
2: feel great everything's
1: going well yep yep my social life is fantastic you know not a complaint in the world i'm actually happy yeah at the end when it's over a video starts playing what you know, if you're sad, there's people that you can talk to. Um you can go talk to your teacher, you can go talk to the principal. You cannot talk well, I, it didn't say you cannot talk to your parents, but it, this, the 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 specificity was talk to your principal, talk to your teacher, talk to your guidance counselor. The the focus was on the school is going to solve all of your problems. Um, now imagine a third grader answers everything perfectly, but then watches a sad video at the end of it, 180 days a
2: year. Do they have to make it through this video to continue yeah. doing their
1: school? Oh yeah. This, this is how they log in dude, to their Chromebook. Dude, did you know this? Is all this crazy to I got to ask my kids if they had to do it. Um, you know what? I was at a meeting. I won't say where last, uh, Monday night. And there were some Wilkes-Barre parents there. there. where. No, we don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there were some Wilkes-Barre parents there, and I told them what's going on, and I'm like, get the f- get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's not happening. This is so. This is like a few days ago. This was just a few days ago. Yeah. My phone rings Tuesday morning. Holy shit, man! My, my I asked my daughter about. I asked her to pull her Chromebook up, and she's doing it every day. I'm like, I told you. So how do we get? The I'm gonna video. text my kids
3: right now. How do we
1: get the video?
2: I want to watch that video.
1: Oh, the great thing is. Um, Hazleton area, because of this parent, who's part of our organization, uh, because of this parent, the superintendent had to send a letter out. I have the email that I can can send to you guys that he sent a letter out to all the parents um, talking about how they just want safety and this and that, basically backtracking all of the illegal activity that the school district's been doing on third graders since um, the beginning of the school year. But this is the third meeting that we had to go to to finally get them to take action and stop this garbage on these kids.
2: Which means three months, at least three months. Yeah, three months. So, so twenty, forty, sixty. That they've they've seen that video sixty, seventy times since then. Right.
1: Seeing sad videos every day.
2: Yeah, you know, and you know, so in in the world of in the world of politics and advertising and blah blah blah, it's like you tell them three times and they start to believe it. Correct. Now, how many times have these kids watched this video?
1: And, and it takes 90 days to create a habit. Mm-hmm. And they're that's, already that, there. They're there.
3: Well, and that's my issue with it is not so much that like if there's a kid that needs help and they ask for help and the parents are like, absolutely. I would love to have a guidance counselor. And, you know, you know, they they in the morning can do whatever. OK, fine. If it's voluntary, and it's a kid that because of covid shutdowns, it's like, OK, fine. What you are doing by having kids go through this process is you are creating a mentality of victimhood. You're creating a mentality of if they keep asking me every day, if something's broken, maybe something's broken. And that's what you're putting on these kids. You know, like it's just, there's no, there's no value. Yeah. There's no value to the modern American school system to a free thinker. They're trying to get people to stop thinking for themselves. And to be slaves to the system, correct.
1: Now I don't know if you guys. Maybe I will run for school board.
3: I don't. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We asked you all weekend, man. Hey, we we, to- wait, did you make an official announcement?
2: I have not. There's so, not. There's been nothing official. I'm waiting till like the. I think it's the 15th or something because that's when like all the petitions and everything. It's like you have you. It's like you 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 file your petitions and then they give you like a week to be like ah, I don't want to do that.
3: Yeah, so I'm waiting till so you have an opt out period.
2: Yeah, I have an opt out period, and I'm just I I know they're gonna come at me. So you're officially not officially announcing. I I, I'm I'm running. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Win, lose, or draw. And that's at
1: what school board? Scranton. Scranton. Yeah.
2: Um. It'll be great. So it's uh, it's gonna go really well. Well, so my concern is is like you know most a lot of like you said before a lot of parents don't have the time. Right. So they hear what they hear and then they believe what they hear. They don't think that, like, you know, what we're saying is true. Like those parents on Monday, they didn't believe that was happening. And no. then they had, and then they logged in the next day and they believed it. Like, I think,
1: and, I, and Wilkes-Barre area is the only school district in Luzerne County that we're not in. Guess where I'm going Monday night? Oh, good. Wilkes-Barre area. So. I, I can't I cannot wait. Like I'm giddy over this shit. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not. <laughs> oh. I'm giddy for you,
2: but I'm not. I don't well, like
1: But you know what? Listen, I was scared at first too. I was intimidated because I was uneducated on what's going on. I got their damn playbook. And this is where so the rhythm app will be the guideline that they use to tier your children into tier one, two, or three of mental health. Oh, good. So Do you know what this is? Listen no. to this. This is the, oh, by the way, the, the ESSER grant came out in July of 2021. This beauty came out in August of 2021. I found this later as I was looking around. Um, this is where they will tear. I brought a copy for you too, because you're running for school board. You need to know this shit because this is what they're doing.
2: We're Ex- going to have so much fun going to school board Explain. Meetings. You need to explain this to Mike and Dan.
1: So, so that that there's, they basically want to tear your children every child in Pennsylvania into three different tiers of mental health whether mm-hmm. it's severe or whether it's mild but every kid's a little left up is what they're getting at yeah everybody every human you know? being is yeah so everybody still
2: have not met the traumaless person yeah, right yeah exactly
1: yeah um everybody's effed up here's this here's what we have for you we're gonna tear your children in tiers of mental health well that's
2: explain sounds, to him what tears are like so explain what what one what's a one two three
1: yeah one one two three okay so, what does that mean so that so the so it's basically mild to severe so like
2: so it's not it's not saying there uh, nowhere on that scale is it is there joyful
1: no no no
2: okay so you're you're no. getting you're getting like terrible more terrible most terrible correct okay
1: yeah so now um so you guys will not believe how this all ties together in the end because it's like a storybook right now. And I'm so glad I know I'm so glad I have all the answers because I'm actually calm talking about this yeah. because nobody can get this pe- shit past me. Um, so, so this is launched, right? This, uh, this practical guidance, and this is also on our website under documents um, right at the top. There's a, there's a tab you click on it and you can go down. Um, I also found the guidebook for superintendents that's uh on this esser grant they actually also have a 40 page guidebook to teach superintendents how to slip this shit into the schools so i actually have their game plan too it's on the website um so now uh so going back to this now let me ask you guys a question uh oh finally
2: the tables are turned dan
1: (laughs) and i don't know i don't know again i don't know if your first uh second amendment guys or not um uh, i just, think you're safe okay yeah um which which
3: which one is that one i think that's the one that if the first one doesn't work out okay okay <laughs> i <don't>
2: like that <laughs> yeah
1: um so the the second amendment uh if you're diagnosed with uh mental health disorder question number i believe it's 5 or 6 on the application to own a firearm in Pennsylvania yeah, or federally
3: with mental yeah
1: It asks you, have you ever been diagnosed with a mental health condition? Well, they have your profile through school that you are now diagnosed with a tiered mental health uh, condition. All right. So let's say you're not a Second Amendment person.
3: Where else would that question be asked? Like, I mean, have you, have you? Oh, yeah. That's, that's what i'm saying like I, at first i'm like oh yeah that, that, yeah i see where you're going there hold on what other things can you not do if you've been
1: diagnosed with a mental health condition life insurance yeah there's a lot when you really stop and think about it jobs yeah you can't be a police officer yeah you can't serve in the military because you can't handle a firearm yeah. so they're they're tearing an entire generation of children with mental health conditions in Pennsylvania. Um. I would say they kind of end around taking our Second Amendment rights away from our children. Now, I've opted my kids out of all this shit. Um, This is on our website. It's an opt-out form. Fill it out. Send it in to your school. And if they deny you, you tell them this isn't a question. Every law is on here that that supports your opt-out, whether it's a religious reason or whatever. It's all on here. So now I'm like, okay, now they're going to tear all these kids. So I'm telling my school board. Is
2: is this, is this implemented?
1: This is, yeah. Oh yeah. Abington Heights is full bore with this program right now. And I got, do parents know? And I got one mom up there fighting for her life for Abington Heights children. And she stands there alone every month alone. Her husband comes, Like when he can, but you know, they have kids too. So they can't always stands there alone, five foot four fighting for every child there alone as the superintendent just steamrolls her, lets her speak for her three minutes. Then she sits down and then next month she comes back and this this woman is a powerhouse and has all of this knowledge and she can't get a man in the community to stand up next to her. So,
2: should I move to Abington too and run for that? (laughs) Look, I'm kind of busy, guys. I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) Isn't that your school district? It is. Is that? Yeah. Well, 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 well,
0: Daniel. Well, this comes back to what he says that like, I'm a very, very busy person and I would love to go and I'd love to put my time and effort into it, but like, it's tough. It hurts that I can't do this and I would love to, but like, it is really hard. Well,
3: guess what, Dan? And that's what I'm trying to support other if people I had in the ways guess, I can. I would say your kids are going to be a level two and three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have the saddest boy. In <laughs> I don't,
2: yeah, and, so, and look, and here's the thing. We're laughing about this because it's so monstrous. Well, you have to find some you're levity either gonna or You're either going to slap somebody or you're going to have yeah, to laugh. You've like, you got to
3: figure this out. You do. Well, because, I mean, again, it goes back to like with the app. You are creating a generation of kids and you are telling them, no, no, no. There is something wrong with you. Right. No, 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 I'm all happy smiley faces. No, 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 no. One day, one day you're going to And it's it. like, why are you doing this? Well, we
2: were, we were talking about this last week. Micah said it was like um we were talking about the 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 school board and, and and he said the effects of what they're doing it's like when you throw like a what was it, a rock into the into the lake, yeah. you see the first ripple, but you don't see the sixth or the seventh.
3: Yeah, everybody You don't see
2: the 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 downstream effects of what this stuff well, is. because
3: technically, okay? He, here's the here's the problem is I don't think all of the people that are implementing something like this are bad people. I think they think they're good people, and they probably are decent people with good hearts who are trying to do something good to help kids out. Because on the surface, checking in with the kid to see how they're doing in the morning is a really nice thing. But, what you're, but that's the first ripple. Mm-hmm. What you're not looking at is at day 182, at 16 years old at 26 years old you have created a person who for years their worldview is something in me is broken right you know and it's like that's why you know we're talking about schools and and you know look at what happened in virginia and the crt conversations on its surface it's a good idea to talk about things like that It, it is a good it is a good conversation to have because america has um, a very unique history, I'll say it that way, um, with race relations, and I mean, it, it. it's taken us a very long time to get where we are, but look at the ripple effect that it's going to have of telling a kid, based on the color of your skin, that tells me how life is going to go for you. That's horrific. Yeah. Like, telling a kid, because of the color of your skin, you're a part of the oppressor class, or because of the color of your skin, you're part of the victim class. Right. That's cruel. Right. It's also it's called a,
2: racism. Yeah.
3: I yeah. Mean, that is a conversation we should absolutely have because, yeah, there are certain factors that still to this day, based on race, will influence certain things. There's no two ways about that. But to tell a kid at a young age because of the color of your skin life's going to be hard for you or because well, of your skin you're the monster and i think it's just wrong and yes. i think
2: and i think that that's why it's scarier for something like this app and asking these questions because we can we can look at a topic like you know race relations or or you know w- whatever this goes i think way beyond that i think this goes way into the psyche of children way into the heart and minds of children and i and yeah. i think the parents are totally through no fault of their own ignorant to it
1: well, and, and I, I want to go back to what you said earlier. You said, um, I don't think the people implementing this, they, you know, they think they're, they're doing a good thing. They're, they're bringing services to the, to the, yeah. they think they're helping kids. They, kids. they do. And, and, and a good like, point, a, the,
3: the woman who's doing this bill, the, the 14 year old vaccine, whatever, she's probably not a bad person. She probably thinks she's helping kids, right? She probably thinks she's helping people, but right. in actuality, what she's doing, not to overstate it is
1: monstrous it is i mean but but to your point about these people they that they they think they're doing something good with this i -hmm. can tell you this when i found this document i printed 78 pages now i printed on both sides so it was only like 39 pages Mm -hmm. uh but i printed 30 of these and took it to the school board meeting i gave every one of my school board members one of these documents Mm -hmm. and i said have any of you seen this yeah they looked at me like what is this it's the safety
3: officer it's their job to implement this right is well, that how it works
1: so the school board is the authority yeah, but they
3: have to approve that it's coming into the school
1: so the way right. the way they got this in without having it get approved by the school board is through a grant that's written by the superintendent's grant writer the secretary whatever whoever. and that doesn't have to go through it the do- school board. no it doesn't have to go through the school board <laughs> so the school board was like what the hell is this right well, in this document, it says, I think I had it 125 times, it says, you need to have public involvement, public engagement in this document. Well, we never had that at my school district or any school district around here because I think the superintendents were tricked too. They just saw the money, signed for the money. And it's like, remember when Pelosi said, um, well, you got to pass it to know what's in it. Oh, Yeah. It was kind of one of those things. It's mm-hmm. like, holy cow! Here's three million dollars, two point nine million dollars. I'm taking it. Abington got six and a half, uh half, six, and, six. Yeah, eight.
2: I saw the breakdowns of all the schools. Abington got quite a bit of money.
1: And so, um, so now, so now, you stick have, with this
2: app because it's 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 literally with those kids. Like it's with them every day,
1: every day. Um, and then um, other apps because there's other apps out there too. Um, ask them if they're hungry. Ask them if they're tired. Ask them if you know they, they they'll ask them different questions. those Those specific ones that I read to you were from Hazelton area. Um, this be- is
2: like fucking 1984, man.
1: Mm-hmm. it is. so now, mm. so now all these kids now are getting tiered, right? Well, the freaking guidance counselors at the schools, they're like, "I'm overwhelmed. I can't take all these they're creating a mental health crisis, all right? For, for- or
2: reinforcing one Or reinforcing it.
1: All the while, there are kids in the district that really need mental health treatment. Yeah. It's being pissed away on kids yeah. that don't need it. Yeah. So for, for anybody he- that's listening to this is like, oh, this guy's anti-mental health. That's bullshit because they are stealing resources away from kids that desperately, desperately need it.
3: Well, and it's become very trendy to have mental health problems. Right. Right. And like, I could say that is like, I remember, d- I remember when, when bell bottoms were trendy. Now we've just oh, moved no, no, internally no. to the, <laughs> no, 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 I, I was, I don't remember where I was. And I think my wife might've heard it and be like, do you hear this? Cause she's like, she gets so annoyed when people self-diagnose. Like sometimes, sometimes I'll be like, man, I swear I have adult ADHD and haha. Cause I'm a very, just kind of scattered brain person. She's like, my God, I'm like, I don't really, I'm just, you know, yeah. or somebody's like, oh, I'm depressed.
1: Are you, or are you just a little sad? You know what my favorite one is? Huh. It's not allowed to be said in my house. What's that? I'm starving. Yeah. You aren't starving. No, you're not starving. Yeah, you're, you're mildly peckish. Yeah. You're hungry. Yeah. My, my son busts my balls about that all the time. I yeah. I'm star- not starving, dad. I'm not starving. Okay. Good dad joke.
2: Um, but At the end of the day, a mental health diagnosis is just another human being's opinion.
3: Yeah. We were out somewhere and there was- Isn't that, this, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I think she overheard this group. I think it was like four girls and they probably were about 14, 15. And they were bragging to each other about how much more time that they had been into their therapist than their other friends. And I'm like, this is just what Uh, we're creating. So uh, so. it's become a a badge of honor or uh, like a pecking order kind of thing. Like, oh, well, I'm on this medication, this medication, this medication. Oh, we're only on two. I'm on four. It's like that has become the world that we live in, especially young uh, amongst young girls. Right. Oh, they're being Um, destroyed. It's
2: they are crazy. They're being destroyed. And, and I look at things as an, as an, if then, if we do this, then what happens? We, I don't need to know all the options.
1: We just met, we just, our organization, Benny, actually, Benny, uh, Benny Johnson, no, Benny oh. Herring, um, who's our vice president yeah. and our executive director, Jess, uh, they just met yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, this week's been like one day. Um, yesterday they met with Riley, Riley Gaines. Why do I know that name? Riley Gaines is the one that tied Leah Thomas in the swimming oh oh and the girl Kentucky. and when they went back behind stage to give the photo op for the trophy they, they gave kicked the, her out they no they gave the trophy to uh yeah. Leah Thomas they only had
3: one trophy but they tied so what happened was is she was the one from Kentucky yeah she so she, they tied somehow exact same time um and they go backstage it's a trophy ceremony whatever and they're like we only have one first place trophy so and and you, you'll both get one, but the person who came in, uh, second or third, you know, like they get their trophy. So they just had to make a choice. They gave Leah Thomas the trophy. Why not? She was like, "Why not?" Like, why no, I think they said sin? you. It and is going said, to her. It's optics.
1: That's exactly. They right. said one hundred percent. They're like, it's optics. She just spoke at CPAC last week. Um, watch her speech. Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines. First watch of all, her.
3: that sounds like a a good wrestler name.
1: Yeah. So can I go, can I come Jamie, in? Jamie, you keep going, whatever you want to talk. Can I come in for a landing on this mental health? Please, please, for the love of God. Does it get worse? Oh, this is the worst part. Oh, sweet Jesus. So right. I'll do
2: my best not to interrupt you. All
1: right. So no, I, I appreciate that because then I can take a breath. Um, so government creates the problem. Damn, they got the solution. Yeah. No, no. Back in November in 44 Pennsylvania, there's a company called Couth, uh Mental Health. They started in the early 2000s in Europe and under a different name. Um, that name is escaping me right now. I've been sitting here the whole time trying to think of it, but we we could follow up on yeah, it. Is it
2: called Uncouth? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's called uh, Couth Mental Health. And I met it. I went in and met with their director today, this morning. Oh, boy. And um, So I,
2: Couth Mental Health is a company that is... Where where are they part of? What are they part of?
1: So they're not part of. They're part of the solution. Okay, they're part now. They're part of the solution. So the I gotta look at my notes. No, you. no, no, don't <laughs> say it.
3: <laughs> don't say it. I held my tongue too. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> don't. They say are it. from Germany, and you're talking about solutions. Yeah. Oh. Geez. And we're talking about messing with kids under. You know. I mean, it all. Don't start, say it. It's all starting it's to add up a little it, bit, there, it, buddy. It, it
1: all bl- all blends together uh-huh. at some point, right? Um. So currently um Cooth Mental Health has uh eighty access to eighty thousand students in Pennsylvania. Now these Jesus. these this came this came directly from um this came directly from the director there. Uh they have Did you know who you were? Yeah. I told I was I told him who I was and we're a parent group. I gave, I told him who we were. He could look us up online, whatever. Okay. Um very, very nice guy, D- very respectful. Um we had an hour. He gave us an hour and a half. Like, You know what I mean? It was just really, really good. So when we were asking him questions, these are just some of the highlights from today. Um, This was this morning. Yeah, this morning. So keep in mind, uh, they have access to 80,000 students across Pennsylvania right now. They are currently in uh, Wyoming area, Wilkes-Barre area. I I only asked in Luzerne County. I'm sorry, guys. Um, They're currently in Wyoming area. Uh, Wilkes-Barre area, Wyoming Valley West, Pittston. They just met with Westside Tech, with, which is our like uh, trade trade school, yeah, like Votech. Vote Vote yeah. Um And they also just met with Nanacoke. So they're in four in four right now with meetings they just had with these other ones. So what these people do is when your school counselor gets overwhelmed because they got too many kids now that need mental health this uh, that have mental health issues. issues um the government gave the uh department of uh health and human services gave this company a 3 million dollar grant they put their US headquarters in 44 Pennsylvania <laughs> uh and um they they he's getting me all this information but these were some of his statistics that he gave me today i said uh why is there a need for this program and he said well because based on a study that they have um of uh, children um, are sad or hopeless.
3: 42%.
1: 42%. And one in three girls have attempted suicide. (laughs) Okay. And I asked him where he got the study from. And he said um, the CDC just published it in February of 2023. Well, if we have to do everything the CDC says, now we got to go back to this document.
3: Oh, sweet Jesus.
1: Oh, my God. They knew all along what they were doing. Um, they've blown this mental health thing through the roof.
3: Well, you know how you increase mental health issues. Shut everything down. You can't go see your friends. Uh, yeah, grandma's just going to die alone in the hospital. You have to wear a mask everywhere you go. You can't see anybody's faces. Oh, and by the way, if you don't take this vaccine, uh, then you're, everybody's going to die.
1: Yeah. You're-
3: You've created a terrified, broken generation. All right. Yes. So keep going.
1: Now, they're only in Pennsylvania, but he told me they are planning on moving outside of Pennsylvania eventually. But this is their first rodeo. So November in the United States. Um. They, he also told me, I asked him, um, does Kuth provide background checks to the school districts for every individual that will be interacting with our children? And he told me, yes, I can't work, I can't work the concession stand at a high school football game without a background check, without an FBI check, fingerprints, state police uh, check, and child abuse check. Um, he told me, yes, he goes, they're all PA licensed social workers. Um, believe me, we've looked at, uh, we, before we even went in there, we've researched a lot of their people on LinkedIn and so on and so forth, their employees and their workers. Um, he said they're going to be put into either, he said 65% of the population is self-directed that comes to Cooth. Self-directed means they basically will log on another app, right? Mm -hmm. They they, or a website. This one's a website, not an app. Um, they log into the website and if a kid needs help, there's resources there for them to pull down. Okay. Now I don't know what any of those resources look like. My next meeting with him, I'm going to ask him for a login so I can, I can sign. You can, you can play around in that website a little bit. Uh, but this was more of just like, this was a great meeting. Great meeting. Very forthcoming. Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like, in standoffish. No, he wasn't. No. Yeah, I'm but, sure you weren't either. No, I wasn't. Um, and then he said, 35 percent are peer to peer support groups. So, if if you have a suicidal thought and you're in 12th grade, you could talk to someone in Pittsburgh on a on a through a um what was it was a, a diary? Mes- okay. No, it's not like a chat room. It's not a chat room. Like a journal. It's a journal. Thank you. Uh, it's like a diary journal thing, and every diary, every journal and diary that is written. So let's say you and I have a Kuth account and we're talking back and forth You're in Pittsburgh. I'm in Philly. Is it anonymous? It's, it's anonymous. Okay. It's only as anonymous as the computer because it's still linked to your student ID and all that kind of stuff. If you're on your Chromebook. Okay. And, um, so, so now you, I, I, I attempted suicide. Now I'm going to talk to you out there in Pittsburgh. You're in Pittsburgh. Um, every, every chat, not, I, I don't want to call it a chat journal entry. It, 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 thank you. Journal entry um, goes to a cooth employee first. Mm. And they, before it goes to Pittsburgh, before it goes to Pittsburgh, every single journal he told me now to me, I said, no, wait a minute. How many employees do you have? Because you have 80, access to eighty thousand people, you have twenty thousand users currently, and he told me he has twenty to twenty-five employees. He said, "Well, the average journal, the average person uses the eight to ten journal entries, and then they're done." I'm like, this just does not add up to me. Like this is my critical thinking side. Of it. Mm-hmm. This just doesn't add up to me. Um, and then he said, he said five percent. He goes, "I can't use U.S. data because we don't have it yet, but in the U.K." In the UK, five percent of those kids get it fall into an escalated category. So I said, "At what point in a crisis situation is the parent notified?" He said, "It depends on the situation." And that's all he would say about that.
2: Um, who's the arbiter of that? Exactly. Who's who's the one that says this is a crisis situation, or who's the one that says this isn't a crisis situation?
1: Exactly. Who who's who who's doing? It? So like who's, who's the end? Like you're saying like, okay, who's the one stamping this and saying, this is a crisis. But he told me every school has to have an escalation plan that goes along with the website. So I'm going to FOIA request the escalation plans and the um, contract and the privacy policies from all those five school districts to help protect these children. Okay. So um, last thing I said, are parents notified? I already knew the answer to this question, but I asked him anyways, because I wanted to hear it from his lips. I said, are parents notified when a child under 18 years old sets up an account? He said, no. 14 and up in Pennsylvania can access mental health without parents' consent. That's his answer. Can you
2: imagine being a parent and being like, for three years, you've been getting therapy without me knowing about it? For three years, you've been talking to people who aren't us? Right for two weeks, even forget about three years, forget about four years.
3: Well, and, and and what happens if you you as a parent disagree with maybe that therapist's worldview, or that your kid needs medication, or I mean, it's just yeah, you're either an adult or you're not, and that's what this all boils down to. And this is this is why it's such a strange world for me is. You know, and, and, and it, and it kind of goes both ways for me honestly you know you can, you're an adult at 18 you can vote you can join the military there's lots of things at 18 rights and privileges that come along with it uh, you can go off and fight in a foreign war uh, be given training killed tr- shot the whole nine yards but when you come home at 20 years old you're not allowed to have a beer you're either an adult or you're not
1: I but, mean but you're allowed to be on your parents health insurance till you're 26
3: 26 <laughs> It's, At 14, you I, don't get to make decisions about your health, mental
1: no, or physical.
3: I know. Look, parents man, have to be involved. I don't.
2: Oh, man. I didn't. Look, I knew we were going to talk, and I knew that you were. I was like, oh, I probably know everything he's going to talk about. I didn't know. Nobody knows. Nobody I didn't know. knows. And it's. <sighs> I, I don't have words. And I'm usually not really without words because it seems
1: you need more smelling. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know, man. I think I want to go to sleep. Uh,
1: I feel tired. Yeah. I feel emotionally you know what, drained. Right? That's yeah. what
2: it is. That's what it feels like. It feels like I, I it, it feels like a, it feels like a, a, ne- a, a heavy negative emotional experience. Can I sign up for the app? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't, you can it's free. I don't frown face emoji. I'm I, I seriously, man. i this is probably the first time in forty-three episodes that I'm like.
3: I'll say it. I, I feel like we are very fortunate that Northeastern Pennsylvania has people like you. Um I'm a parent. I have a sixteen year old daughter, I have a nineteen year old son, and I have seen the way that schools have influenced them positive and negatively. Um, there's so many things though that I, as a parent, never were informed of, never would be informed of that were happening behind the scenes that I don't like. I don't like this. And I, I literally was texting my kids like, Hey, have you ever heard of this app? You know, my daughter, she was like, am I in trouble? I'm like, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just oh, wondering. Here. I said, well, I'll tell you when I get don't home. Don't worry, honey. If you are, you can't tell your parents anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> my son, he's like, I had to do some sort of survey. Uh, before being able to do my schoolwork
1: i can't remember what it is and i'm like
3: like ha- and
2: they never told you
1: man no the surveys are are a different animal that's socially emotional learning that's literally for another episode yeah um, it's like seriously oh a, you know got, <laughs> i have more
3: he's got kids you've you're doing something i don't know practicing you're practicing <laughs> have, we've pulled the goalie i every time but you know like this is the world that we live in and it it it, for me as a parent it feels like we have hit this very strange time i remember hearing a politician i want to say maybe in florida um somebody said something about it was when i think the parental rights bill was being done down in florida the, the parents bill of rights something like that i can't remember but she made a statement to the effect of children are the property of the state and we will train them to be good citizens. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to fly. Like something weird is going on and I can't quite put my finger on it. I've got some theories, but the, the, what seems like the attempted tear down of families, if you can destroy the family, then you can have better control. And I don't, I mean, I know there's some ideologies that that is one of the the, the, the pillars of. Um, and it's just so shocking to me how through the American educational system, it's worked so beautifully the past decade. You know, the amount of kids coming out of high school now that are, I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. Um, uh i don't even know what my gender is like it's like these kids are so confused so right. confused they don't know up from down left from right and thank god that there are people like yourself who thank are you. doing things like this and i mean it sincerely thank you you know like because i think mo- we talked about this earlier today most level-headed people and there's always going to be people on the extremes so but most people are going to be listen you're gay cool lesbian cool you're trans. Hey, this is America. It's the freest country on earth. Like, knock yourself out. Stay away from the kids. Stay away from kids. Exactly. Leave kids alone. And I don't care what that reason is. I don't care if you're straight. Do not sexualize kids. They're Period. They're the most- End of conversation.
2: So children are the most innocent of us. Yeah. So and like, and if, if for, any, for any group person uh, to go after them is yeah. a bully-
3: They used to always be off limits. Kids were always off limits. I
2: I don't know where it changed. I don't, like Jamie, like this, like this threw me for a loop, man. And I don't, I don't. You know what we need? I I feel highly emotional. I know. And I, and I feel very, it's, it's, it's sinister. It is. Yeah. It's sinister. Because if you, the cause and effect is what matters. So if you do a what is the outcome of this? What is the downstream problem? And it seems like it's being created. And schools are not being transparent. They're not being, uh, the government's not being transparent. The elected officials aren't being transparent. The ch- your own fucking children are not being transparent. And they're, they're teaching, they're, they're, they're not teaching this, they're encouraging them to not speak to their parents.
1: Yeah. They call them safe spaces and it's in, it's in that Esser grant. It lays it right out in there that children need safe spaces in school. So what are they saying that the parents,
3: children need to be exposed
2: to the world. So in, so what that grant is saying is, is that parents are not a safe space.
1: They're the enemy. Yeah. Pretty much is, is, I mean, you know, in the, in the whole document, it says, "Oh, you need to have stakeholders involved. Stakeholders involved. Stakeholders involved." Yeah, that's a corporate term. Exactly. And well, those that create the panic create the cure. You got it. And that's what they're doing with mental health. Yeah, they are I mean, creating this yeah. on our children. And Pennsylvania is the epicenter.
2: You think it's the epicenter of the nation?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because why would they have put their headquarters cooth in forty fourth? Right, fair enough.
2: Didn't put that together. That was just like, "Luzerne oh, County."
1: Luzerne County is the epicenter. Um, and when and when you really think about things, like when you when you think about what our children are being taught in school, um, I mean, how many they just furloughed twenty two teachers up at Crestwood? I don't know if you heard this or not. No. They they announced they didn't they didn't do it like in a day. They announced that they're going to be furloughing twenty two teachers. The reason they have to furlough twenty two teachers i want to get back he made an amazing point and i'm trying to circle so, oh go i almost said circle. Well, i can't say it i can't say circle
3: circle b back oh yeah that you phrase know, took a weird turn me, about a year goes or two through ago. me yeah, yeah.
1: Um, oh is that because Jensaki saki said
2: that
3: yeah oh, um, every okay. every comment to you, you.
2: jen Pes- 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> and normally i always say like i like he people- is silent i like when when the when- fuck has the P ever been silent <laughs> I like when, unless people, it's Pfizer <laughs> in politics and in in her role. I like when people communicate that way because I I don't want to be bullshitted too. If right. you don't have the answer, just be like, "I'll get back to you on it." no problem but then she never did, and she just never did. No,
2: every no. day. Okay, she could, so yeah. Okay, let's go back to
1: Circle back <laughs> so, <laughs> so you you brought up about like the the like the families being destroyed. Yeah, um, that's yeah. like an attempt to destroy the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so what What we're talking about uh is we're we're talking about Marxism. I mean mm-hmm. this is Karl Marx's playbook, yeah, all right, but people will say that you're crazy for thinking that. People will say that you're entirely wrong until you have receipts um one of the things our organization is really important, like we find very important is when you talk bullshit, you need to have receipts. That's why I brought this document and it's on our website for anybody to go read. That's why I brought this document. It's on our website um. And w- what I'm going to just talk to you guys about next is so important because, you know, if this country is ever going to fall, they have to divide the family. Mm-hmm. Okay, but watch very specifically about how family is defined. We think our family is our, is our sons, daughters, our Grandparents, brothers, mother, sisters. great, right, right. The family of every community is the school district. Think about it. That is our community family. And if they could divide the family, meaning community, they divided us with masks. They divided us with vaccines. They divide us with abortion. They divide us with, they don't ever talk about anything that's unifying anybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Never.
1: Ever. When I say they, I hate when people say they say this, they say that because I, I like receipts. but yeah. You watch the news that nobody talks about what's unifying people in America. They just concentrate on what is dividing us constantly. No, it's
2: always a squirrel water skiing. That's the only like positive story.
1: And I never, I never knew who half of the people in my community were that were Democrat until or Republican until this pandemic. Mm. I didn't know. I, like, I just knew people. I'm the president of our youth football and cheer organization uh-huh. for eight years. And, um, my, cause my son played youth football, uh, through there and everything. And my daughter's in the, in the program now, I didn't know, I didn't know in the, like in the club, well, the first day of football practice, when half the club's masked and the other half isn't, it's like, Oh, okay. kind of, you know, you start. Looking now I know. Of, yeah. Now I know. Right? Yeah. So um, well, at least you think, you know, I mean, some people wore them because they were extremely c- concerned for their families, and some people wore them as a political statement. It became a political statement. What
3: did Joe Rogan said He said, The masks have become it's the, the maggot of the yeah. left. Yeah, got
1: it. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. I, I didn't hear that, but so when you talk about Marxism, talk about dividing people, and talk about breaking down families, mm-hmm. M- Marxism they want to break the family down, and um when when the whole black lives matter movement started and everything um in their mission statement it actually stated that part of their mission is to destroy the western nuclear family because it's the only thing that makes america different than any other country out there i'm not saying other countries don't love their families we just happen to love them a little more here right and we're just stronger community wise and Um, There's so many damn good people in this country, whether they're Democrat or Republican. And so I'm going to ask you guys uh, why all of a sudden in school is everything theory, okay? Mm -hmm. You've got climate theory being taught. You've got critical theory being taught. You have gender theory being taught. Why are our kids constantly pounded? And I'm not saying specifically at my school district. I'm just telling you from what I see around other parts of the in gen- state. In
3: general, yeah.
1: Um, why are all these theories coming in and destroying all the facts? Our kids are just being taught theory, theory, theory constantly. So critical theory has been around for a very long time, but nobody really recognized critical theory because they couldn't divide us with critical theory. And it's been around for 60 years. Yeah. Um. Well, it's it's Marxist, in. Well, it's been around for over a hundred years. Over a hundred years, yeah. but here in the U.S., it really took off about sixty years ago, mm-hmm. right? But it was critical theory, and it never grabbed on in the United States because of our families and our communities. It never, it it just never, never caught on. And then back in the nineteen eighties, they slapped race in the middle of it. It was always called critical theory and it was always Marxism. It didn't catch hold here. So they put race in the middle of it back in the 1980s and boy, did it just take off. It's crazy. Who's that?
2: Like Ibram X. Kendi, like people like that.
1: Um, This is literally the Bible of critical race theory. Um, it's uh, written by Richard Delgado and Gene Stefanik.
2: Oh, they were, f- they were the older guys.
1: Yeah, this, this is literally the, the playbook for critical race theorists. So, um, and I actually, uh, I have 13. T- yeah.
2: They can- tell us that that's not being taught in schools. It's only collegiately.
1: Okay, so it wasn't being taught. Social emotional learning was being taught. And social emotional learning has been around for, a, a, for quite a while, teaching kids kindness. Well, the definition of kindness is don't have an opposing opinion of someone else. See, they use all these they use all these like words that well my kids class is called kindness
2: yeah it's etymology where is it what is it the root of the word and then what is it what is it being used for
1: who's defining good citizens going back to what you said earlier who's defining good citizens hmm we're gonna make them good citizens good obeying well that's citizens. that's a very Marxist that's the whole idea correct gender theory well Things are going great, guys. Yeah, and and gender theory. Most people don't know this. Um, this is something for you guys to look up if if this if this whole transgender movement that's happening right now um, interests you at all, or if it spikes your curiosity.
2: I mean, I was thinking about joining it. <laughs> I was curious about. This. I would say I would say I'm on the I'm, fence. So I'm I was by bi- curious it. about it. Yeah. I'm just tired of carrying around this hog all day long. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, here we go back to that. my guy has sex all the time. <laughs>
1: it always comes uh, back it always comes back uh, you gotta laugh
3: at these things or else you're gonna you like do. you're gonna eat a bullet like well, it's that's not- what i said to my wife like when it comes to certain things it's like my two options are laugh or just knock somebody out exactly well, so, what do you want me to do
2: I'm, I'm going for the keep people talking yeah however the hell that okay so you're talking about gender theory
1: so so i'm not i'm no expert on gender theory or anything Oh, well, like you're a that. man you're not I've, an expert on yeah, shit yeah yeah. yeah yeah well that's true too. Yeah, yeah
3: did you um just assume
1: yeah he, he did he yes did. sorry must be the way i smell <laughs> yeah
2: He's, he smells like man <laughs> yeah thanks thanks jamie thanks but, for wearing your man yeah, musk. thanks yeah um okay continue sorry so
1: this this gender thing really has got me puzzled like again um But gender theory is considered a mental health condition.
2: It's the only mental health illness. It's the only mental illness that we affirm. Yeah. Isn't that weird? So like if you're bipolar, if you're manic, if you have, uh, uh, what was Karen Carpenter anorexia? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No one, no one ever goes. I have. Yeah. It's it's apparent. That's (laughs) how I knew you were a man. Oh, um, yeah. You never go, Hey, I'm depressed. And you're like, keep, Keep going. Keep being sad or, hey, I think I'm fat. You should stop eating. You should keep, continue that path. Waste to nothing. Yeah, It's the only mental illness because it comes from body dysmorphia, which you feel like you're uncomfortable in your body. Now, all the stuff that I've looked into into this is that most people who have body dysmorphia um, eventually uh, accept that it's okay. So usually like by 18, 19 years old, the majority of the people just accept who they are. When you're 14, 13, puberty blockers at nine, whatever it is, you, are, you can't make, you're not giving the kid an opportunity to accept it. Like, in other words, I'm five foot, 10 and a half. Not really much I can do about that. I have blue eyes. I can put contacts in, but I'm still faking it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. The, the statistic that really bothers me mm-hmm. is that children, don't believe me, look it up. The majority of the children with body dysmorphia about point, oh man, it's like 0.05% or 0.5% commit suicide. They just never, they're just never feel comfortable in their body. Mm -hmm. Right. So about 0.5. We were talking before about like, it's the new emo, or I think that's what we're saying, where it was like, you know, you have to be. It's the new trendy, trendy thing. Yeah. The concern that I have is, you know, going back to the if then thing, cause effect. Right. The more children that we put into that group, mm-hmm. the more children that are going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. That bothers me to my core. If you think, uh, and that doesn't mean, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions about this is the people that are opposed to it is, is that there's hate in their heart. There's not hate in their heart. No. As a matter of fact, it comes from a place of love. I don't want you to permanently hurt yourself god forbid if there is a god you're wrong you are too young to make that decision it should not be it should not be uh in the in the television shows it shouldn't because what you're doing is is you're taking a population of the country who's already confused going through puberty you know i didn't know if i was do you remember puberty it was fucking terrible i i Rather enjoyed it. Oh, all right. Well, at least
0: one
1: of us did. <laughs> oh, here we go again, Dan. Because because Dan, Dan's I'm answered. like I had sex at
2: 13. <laughs> um, I it, it's it's highly concerning. Could have to, if
3: I lived in California,
2: <laughs> uh, it's highly concerning to me because what it does is it puts it puts children unnecessarily d- down the barrel of a gun, and it's then and they're holding the gun. And I think it's a huge problem, and I don't think enough people are talking about it because I think if you say, I don't think that that is right, and I don't think the outcome that you're expecting is the one that you want, because there is no long-term studies on this. There is no long-term data on what the effects of the, the puberty blockers. Anybody who says that you take a puberty blocker and it's reversible, do me a favor. Try taking a puberty blocker at 10, 10 years old, and then at 17, get off of it, and you tell me if, if your body goes through the normal hormonal cycles that it's supposed to go through. It doesn't. It's a fraud. It is a it's fraud. Bullshit. And the problem is, is that now it's becoming an industry. And when there's an industry, there's a lot of money at play here.
1: One point four million dollars per person. That's, That's what what I was where it's say. at. In the lifetime of of a transgender individual in treatments and surgeries is one point four million estimated. How do we create dollars?
3: more patients?
1: Mental we can,
2: health. We we give them an app. You know, Jesus. do you see, do you see how, like, where where people are like, oh, you're a tinfoil hat wearer. And it's like, put it all together. Yeah. This is what it is.
3: Yeah. it's And it's, here's the thing. This document alone isn't the full story. The one underneath it isn't the full story. This book isn't the full story. Like, but together. But when you put the 16 pieces together, and this puzzle piece explains this part, this puzzle piece, and all of a sudden you have a full picture, and you're like, oh my
1: God. Now I see where we're going. I'm so... So heartbroken I, I'm I'm heartbroken for these these transgender individuals yep. and and here's okay, why you don't hate them here's I don't hate them the I don't either I don't I don't hate anybody Here, except
2: for evil people
1: it is it is a theory okay it's called gender theory for a reason do you know where gender sort it out theory, then tell the kids do you know where gender theory started do, his his name was, was the, it Kinsey Dr. John Money oh yeah, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah 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 Dr. John Money wasn't he a pedophile um, yeah okay he was a pedophile
2: well i mean minor attracted person well let's, yeah yeah let's
3: be fair be,
1: yeah
2: be another respectful.
1: part of another be part kind. another be part kind. of
3: where my theory is going
2: yeah yeah maps used to be places you you would look at to find other places
3: yeah I'm, now
2: it's now maps everybody. you want to
3: keep away from your children yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and and th- and this is why um anybody running for school board should listen to this podcast because th- ours any school board. Yeah. This oh, podcast, thanks man. This like, that's any, a vote of confidence for us. I'm an, happy. Anybody about that. listening to this, like, or anybody running for school board should know that the war has just started. Now I'm going to get back to two last things. Um, and then, and then, and
2: then we all have to pee.
1: I know I got I've had, like for like an hour fun though but i keep drinking water so do you want to do a pause and huh? you can go pee or no no let's, okay let's wrap let's this see if up. we can do it yeah, let's All wrap right. it up because i'm mean, an endurance like test like
3: with george uh when we had him on uh-huh. uh you're gonna be coming back okay yeah so it's not like you have to get everything in tonight well yeah.
1: the, the 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 gender theory thing is is extremely important because it's tied to mental health a lot of what we talked about today dr john money um, what happened? There was two boys born, the Reimer twins.
2: I remember this. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. One had it, one had, to, one did gender reassignments, whatever.
1: Well, there was a botched circumstance. That's what it was. That's what it was. And Dr. John Money told the parents, you could transition him to a female right now. Back. This was back in the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. He said you could transition them to a girl right now and he'll never know the difference. So this David Reimer went through his entire life never dating, never literally felt uncomfortable in his own skin, like really felt uncomfortable in his own skin. And at thirty-eight years old, he committed suicide. And his yep. his brother committed uh died a few years later um from suicide for survivor survivor's guilt. Like yeah. probably survivor's guilt. I'm not saying that exactly, but more than likely it's like, holy shit they Here knew I each am. other huh? they were they
3: were twins <laughs> they were twins okay i thought this was like a they got separated no 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. so what
2: happened was is that there was the, the twin boys were born there was a, there was a, a botched circumcision yep. dr john money I convinced got all that. That, okay so they they had two
3: male so the twin twin committed and one, the one, was one one was raised suicide as, as a one was body. raised
1: as a girl got it yeah jesus christ you went right into a lifetime movie on us
3: well you know, That's, I heard they're very popular amongst the ladies. <laughs> That's how this works. Okay, keep going.
1: Um,
2: we should write that movie. That's but, terrible. I don't want to write movies about people's pain. Actually, okay.
1: I, actually I, told, I was telling somebody this story. She's like, We'll call it Two for the Money.
0: <laughs> I got geez. a whole list of lifetime movie titles. We're not playing that game today. No, I'm no, too no. sad. No, no, no. Okay, keep going.
1: <laughs> and uh, I was telling somebody this story the one day because they're like, Well, w-, you know, like we were talking about this whole gender thing going on, and I'm like, i don't i don't have an issue i have an issue with the people pushing the agenda and pushing the theory and i tell them about the theory and they're like i swear to god there was a Law and order episode about that i'm like maybe there was probably i don't i don't don't know that to be true but um so so these two kids committed suicide yeah but i feel terrible for um for these transgender people because they are literally living someone's sick twisted theory and they don't even know it yeah and most of the time most of the time it is the parent pushing it down to the children
2: yeah i've seen that
1: and it's it's uh what do they call that um,
2: oh it's almost like
1: uh 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 by proxy. It's
2: munchausen by proxy yep that's what it is
1: and those things still exist <laughs> yeah
2: you just got to find the reason how they can munchausen by proxy it
1: yeah and you know you look at look at the people that um i mean we got these you know we got furries in school they were cat like freaking ears and tails and stuff like that and pretend they're cats in school and um but, because you know, anyone who
2: says no they get labeled as hateful
1: right but you can't wear a baseball cap in the school but you can wear uh freaking cat ears and a tail and chill, like like it's weird it, it's weird it's just weird where we where are we come where are we gone it's 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 uh crazy but i would love to anytime um come back because there's a lot to dive into with critical theory i still call it critical theory because it was critical theory um it was still the same division in divisiveness for communities to destroy communities mm-hmm. going back to family that you, you talked about uh but there's a lot more and um the the tenets of critical race theory is if people just knew what the 13 tenets were, uh James Lindsay did a podcast on uh
2: I know people hate him. I I he's straight shooter, man.
1: The 13 tenets of critical race theory. I literally wrote word for word on here. And then after I got listen done listening to his podcast, I bought this book because I'm like, I gotta, I gotta see, I gotta see it. This I got mm-hmm. I need receipts. I don't mm-hmm. I don't need yeah, you know what I mean. Just because somebody told me bar. doesn't mean yeah. it's true. Yeah, yeah. And then I started reading this, and I'm like, holy shit, they really do call Asians white adjacent people. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, white adjacent. Yeah, we're,
3: yeah. Asians. You know who really loves to talk about race a lot? Oh. Racists. You're right. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That was nice. You're absolutely right.
3: Okay, so let's
1: wrap this up because we're all gonna go take a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got this app you could download. Uh, really, I'm on marketing from yeah. Rhythm. And- um, citizensadvisorypa.com
2: is the website. Um, uh, just so you know, here's what they're fighting for. Holding elected officials accountable to their oath as public servants. Lowering taxes in our communities. Fighting to keep divisive curriculum programs and applications out of our schools. Parental choice I can't believe I said it that way, parental choice and education, defending the constitutional rights of our children. Jamie, I, man, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. And I thought I knew a lot of this stuff that the, the app thing and have it be so like you hear about this shit and you hear it you like, you know, you're, you're on social media or Twitter rumble or, you know, the deep, dark pockets of the internet. But when you find out it's in your backyard and close, it really changes the perspective of it
1: the epicenter. I believe Pennsylvania is the epicenter um, of this. I mean, this has been, a lot of this stuff has been going along in California for a long time. Yeah. I used to live there, but now it's, now it's like here. And, and by the way, you know, you, you mentioned just to, uh, one last thing on the taxpayers. Cause again, this money runs out. So all these programs are going to be, oh, listen to this, Micah. Mm-hmm. Think about the, think about, The hundreds of millions of dollars of programs um, that I just mentioned that are being installed in schools right now. Mm -hmm. The free money runs out in 2024. Well, they'll just have to come up with some new ways to get more money. What do you think that is? I
3: don't know. But to go on something you said, I was on my phone. I didn't want you to think I was being rude. No, no, no. Something you said that you, uh, uh, which stuck up in my head, and uh, you said, you know, you feel like, with most of these kids that are uh you know trans or, or uh, uh, in gender confused um their parents are influencing it so i very quickly looked up what percentage of people in the lgbtq ai plus i don't know the rest of them community what kind of homes do they come from 21 percent republican conservative leaning and the rest are democrat liberal leaning
2: if it was real wouldn't it be 50 50
3: theoretically
1: yeah that's a
2: um what we got to do is maybe maybe the next time you bring oh your, and by the way the
3: the name of the company that did that poll is
1: Gallup.
2: really <laughs> i i think it has something to do with horses yeah um maybe next time you come on you can bring your your executive director your yeah new, uh, well dan what do you think
0: i learned a lot today i need to uh Check out my kid's Chromebook, I think,
3: and um, see
2: if they're answering these survey questions.
0: You know, I
3: was planning on not drinking today, but here we are
1: again. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was supposed to do something in the morning, and I don't have to now, so.
1: Well, what, um, I have an amazing parent fighting at Abington. Um, can you say their name? I, I don't want to. Okay, no, that's fair. Um,
2: I don't want to bring any attention to that, that person.
1: But uh, she's a warrior. She knows every detail of everything that I just told you she knows it through and through
2: does she want to come talk about it maybe I,
1: I don't I don't
2: I mean she's I mean here's the thing the school board meetings are obviously public yeah, yeah Uh, yeah. they're recorded yeah so it's not like she's, maybe I'll do a little reconnaissance work would you would you be willing to do that yeah I
0: can really it's time for me to do something right get off my ass and get out there
3: yeah yeah it's time for you to do something man. I, I mean, do stra- nothing <laughs> else around
0: here so I might yeah. as well yeah you just dropped your phone mm. and everything I'm a mess <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, any, any, do you have anything you want to say that we didn't cover? I mean, I mean, no, I know I, this probably needs decades to cover it.
3: Well, I, th- I, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I think I feel like I kind of feel what you're saying, Mark. I'm like, I feel like there's just a lot to process right now. Because at the end of the day, here's the thing: you and I talk all the time. You know, Dan and uh, we talk about <laughs> we don't sorts, talk to Dan. You know, like we, on the podcast, but like you and I hang out more. Like, and we talk about these sorts of things all the time. And there's a lot of things that Marky and I disagree on. There's a lot we agree on. You can have a difference of opinion over masks, over whatever, over all sorts of stuff in school. At the end of the day, the important thing is this. They don't get to parent your kids. You're the parent. They're the teacher. And that's the issue. Is, it's not the teachers. It's 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 the administration. I understand. It's the, yeah. it's the school board, the administration, whatever. But like the, the 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 principal or the the whatever. I understand. I understand. You know, like that's the thing. Like some people are gonna some people are gonna listen to this and say, well. I want my kid to wear a mask. Okay, fine. But imagine if you wanted your kid to wear a mask and your school banned masks. Imagine works, how you It feel works then. both ways. Yeah. It's like, imagine if you wanted your kid to be able to go to the Scranton High School and be able to take as many books out of the library as possible. Well, they don't have one anymore. They took the library out of the school. You know, imagine like you can have differences of opinion and that's fine. Like Mark and I disagree on a lot of things.
2: I still haven't figured out what we disagree on because I love him too much.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But like maybe his pants. Yeah. Or lack thereof today. (laughs) But the the thing is that we should all have in common is I, as a parent, get to have a say in my child's life. Yes. And that's the key part. Like there's probably some things that we talked about here tonight. You might disagree with me. I might disagree with you. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine
1: but hey, the point you, is is they're my kids you might End have a conversation you might have a parent that says hey i'm glad the school's taking care of this mental health stuff yeah for, because absolutely okay then i shouldn't have to opt out of it what's all this opt out shit at schools no you
3: should be opting in exactly and that's the key and that's what people i don't want my kids de facto by default uh signed up for all this stuff and it's like whoa, whoa whoa i have to now Sneak around the back door and figure out what you're doing that I don't like. Because there should there's be transparency. There's
2: gonna, more, there's gonna be there's gonna be less people that opt out. Uh, well, so in yeah, other words, like so in other words, so in other words, and and just I'm not most of the time I'm not mansplaining it to you. I'm mansplaining it yeah. to the other people. Right. Uh, so when you if if it was an option, yeah. right. Prob, let's just say twenty percent, right. But when you don't make it an option, now you're at eighty percent and 20% opt-out. Yes. Yeah. That's the difference. Just, just the perspective and how you look at it changes the math on who's involved in this. You, you got that right. Well,
3: and at the end of the day, and, and for people listening, like if you've made it this far, awesome, good for you. Kudos. Oh, is that the name of the place? <laughs> or no, Akuth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Uh, at the end of the day, here's what you have. I saw this really great video, and I don't know if it was from like a movie or, I don't know. And they were talking about like, talking about religion in schools. And there was somebody who was a Christian Catholic, maybe they're like, I want, you know, the Bible to be taught or prayer to be in schools. And then there was a Muslim father who was there. He said, well, I don't, I don't want you teaching my kid that because I believe this. And I think a lot of people can see the world through their own lens of, I don't want my kids learning this, or I don't want this being taught. Put the shoe on the other foot though. You know, like for those that are listening that want kids to wear masks still, or, you know, wanted the school said, okay, that's fine. We can agree to disagree. The difference is you should be able to make that choice for your kid, not some other random person that you did not give permission to make that decision. Yes. And that's kind of the crux of this whole situation. And, and that's, what, as I try and explain to people, they're like, oh, you guys are just being, no, no, no. The point isn't masks are not the issue. The issue is you don't get to tell me how to parent my kid End of conversation. I
1: mean, and, it's wild. And And you know what? That's the, that, the the whole thing about this, um, the ESSER Grant and like everything else, like literally, this is how people. This is how uh, I could tell you if I don't care what who was governor when this was passed, right? I'd be pissed off. But the but this is how, um, I don't even know what the word is. This is how the like the alliance with a Democrat or a Republican party they would open this and say. Oh, Tom Wolf signed this. This is fine for my kids. Mhm this is this or is Donald funny. Trump signed it. or Donald Trump signed this This is fine for me. This is fine yeah. for my. If Donald Trump passes or I don't care who it was.
3: It's not about party. it's about people.
1: right. So
2: well, this is um, I do this one this uh, Jamie. I look. congratulations. I just, I just met you. You I left
3: like, him speechless. <laughs> and he never shuts up.
2: Uh, I can tell,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can tell that you're, you're a good, you're a good dude and I can tell that this group is a good group and I don't care if people say it isn't or they criticize it. Those are people who don't understand what's going on. Um, keep fighting your fight and, Amen. uh, you know, cause at the end of the day, you know, I see here at the top, your mission, your mission is about not hurting children. Yes. So. Oh fuck! Do you
3: want <clears throat> to? Do you want to say it? No. What a fucking
2: no! I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say. I'm sorry for cursing. I get. I you know it's just part of me. And
3: no you don't have to apologize,
1: Dan.
2: Uh, <sighs> oh, what a week! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate thank it. Thank you,
1: thank you guys very much.